lovely area before you come here. Lovely. Decent criminal, and you're listening to Dying Scene Radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greetings, comrades. Welcome to episode 24 of Dying Scene Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Anarcho Punk. With me, as always, is my compadre numero uno, Mr. Bobby Burns. Say howdy to the lovely listeners. Hey, Robert. everybody. How you doing? But wait, there's more. For this episode, we're being joined by Mr. Reagan Ashton of Utah's own Problem Daughter. Hi, Reagan. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing pretty well. I don't know. I can't speak for Bob. He always looks like he's a disaster, but I think he usually holds together all right. I'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah. Okay. I know the type. I know the type. <laughs> uh, so as always, we're going to be listening to some fantastic new music from emerging bands that you were probably too lazy to discover. And we're going to be chatting about some of the more noteworthy scene news from the last few weeks, all while getting to know Mr. Reagan. Uh, I guess not Mr. Reagan. We don't want people to think no. we're actually talking to like, also, Ronald also, Reagan. I also, just because Ronald Reagan was a dipshit, my name is actually <laughs> Reagan. There we Regan. go. Good. <laughs> so, definitely I do Regan. not like to, you know, it's like I don't want to be associated with something like that. So <laughs> Perfect. I don't blame you. Um... <laughs> So uh, one of the wonderful songs that we listened to was our intro song for this episode. That was flown all the way in from the UK. That was London duo Bob Villain, kind of like Bob Dylan, but V-Y-L-A-N, clever. Uh, that was the title track from their latest eight-track album released a few months back. Um, and I thought it was uh, very apt. The title of the name of the song is We Live Here. Uh, very angry music. I love it. Anything Fuck that yeah. gets you angry and, and is political, 
uh, yeah. really catches me. I was going to say very um, uh, politically in your face and direct. Um, <laughs> and I like I the, so. the real like droning aspect of it where it's just kind of repetitious. I know, um, what was it? Uh, maybe like a year or two, like um, I got into shame. Do you feel alone? Well, sometimes I do. Shame and idols from uh, from England and London, and so they've kind of got that droning punk sound, where it's just kind of really re- repetitious and simple, over and over, almost like a little industrial or something. My bandmates, my bandmates were really into I I, I haven't really gotten into them, up, but I remember our last tour. That was uh, all they of, were playing. Uh, a lot of idols. <laughs> yeah, a lot of idols. Yeah, also uh, Fountains DC or something like that. Okay, yeah, some the, Irish band. I yeah. think. Yeah, but it's it's a cool sound. It's like pulling back from uh, sort of the 80s sound and feel of things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, with a lot of modern twists on it, so it's really fun. And again, the whole in-your-face political message uh, that's Absolutely. not so subtle. It's very direct and very... Fuck uh, being yeah. subtle at this point. Like, fuck yeah. being subtle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. I, and if the, I don't know if you listened to the rest of the album. I, I sent this to Bob. I think it was like on a Monday morning or something because I get up a little bit earlier because I'm in mountain time. Uh, I am too. I, Are you at 8 o'clock right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. It's loving the 8 o'clock life. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Um, Seven O'Clock over here. Yeah, fucking loser. <laughs> um, but yeah, I sent it to him like uh, early on a Monday or something like that. I thought it was a really good track to get your blood boiling on your way into work. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, the rest of the album though was um, uh, also just as good. I, they kind of that was one of the more punk or hardcore tracks. Most of it was a little more hip hop with some punk mixed in. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but I thought that was um, not only apt musically for the podcast, it was also apt for the times yes. uh, that we are living in. And they say it better than I do. And um, they say some words I can't. So good. I'm glad somebody, <laughs> <We're yelling. laughs> somebody's out there saying it. You know, it's um, funny. Uh, this year, I find that uh, whenever I'm finding new music that says 2020 on it, I have to like sort of look and see if it's pre-COVID or post-COVID to know what the content is going to be about. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it, it's absolutely. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of fantastic. There was something that was released earlier this year, and I'm like, like this this doesn't seem like something someone would release right now. And I looked at it, I was like, ah, it was February back back in February <laughs> it before sense. it makes a lot of sense before the world went to shit. So much simpler then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's um, an interesting uh, measure that I have on music these days. <laughs> it is, and I've been um, missing going to shows. I don't know, Regan, have you guys, I, I know you guys haven't played, but have there been any shows or anything that you've gone to, even on, as, in a limited fashion since the lockdown? No, no, uh, you know, Utah was actually doing really good for a while there, and then um, being a red state, people were like, masks are fucking, we don't need to do this, this is some liberal agenda, <laughs> or fucking something dumb as fuck like that. Shot up from 50, <laughs> shot up from like 50 cases a day to like 700, now we're back down to two, but we're, yeah. we're a small city, you know, and uh... Well, when you have 19 people living in a house, you know, oh, seven, wow. 17 and counting children. Yeah, uh, I, I fucking, I just live with my two cats, yes. just alone, you know, so... Uh, you That's know, the um, way to do it. No, I love it, I love it, but um, no, I... No shows. I played a played a few Instagram benefits mm-hmm. for a venue that's down the street called the Beehive. Um, okay. Okay. My yeah. friend Conrad Keel owns that, and uh, great place. And I hope it survives all of this. But uh, haven't done that. Prom daughter actually right before COVID um, uh, got a little busy, and um, 
uh, kind of took a hiatus, which is funny because it would have been a forced hiatus anyway. But uh, um, <laughs> right. so my guitarist Tyler and I, my lead guitarist, were actually uh, can't can't you know we're working on some some other yeah. things. So we'll, we'll yeah. see we'll see what happens. Is it still going to be uh, considered Problem Daughter or is it? No, no, no. And that's the thing. It's like it, it, Problem Daughter's not done or anything. Uh, right. We'll we'll be right back. But uh, it, without without Trey and Shane, ah, no, yeah. I'm, yeah. that's not Problem Daughter is not me. That's how Problem Daughter is not Tyler. It's it's, yeah. it's definitely all of us. That's awesome. And uh, so yeah, we're just kind of going on under a different kind of a uh, different name. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, and this was actually started pre-COVID. Half the songs are pre-COVID. Half of it, and it's uh, you, like you were saying, it's like there is a dynamic change of like you know, it's like it's like it fucking going from right before to right now, and. Uh, yeah, mm, maybe, are, my, maybe my, you do my a uh, maybe you do a double uh, double album uh, concept. Uh, I, I would love to. That just means more more songs that I can fucking just write and exactly. shit. Like uh, <laughs> just just put me in a room. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, 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 I haven't been drinking or doing drugs. I've been, I've been actually sober. So, uh, just put me in a room with my cats and, you know, tell me to write some <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm, I'm in hog heaven, baby. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Splendid. I don't know if I could do it sober. Good for you. <laughs> That's what I, I thought. That's fucking what I thought. I, I, <laughs> that's what I thought, you know. And uh, especially during COVID, I, I was I was saying that it's like, man, I I used to think that I knew exactly who I was. I knew exactly who I was. And then when I got sober and was alone, I realized it's like, man. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people are gonna disagree with me here, but being a punk drunk musician is not a personality, y'all. So <laughs> I'm now finding out who I really am now. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Ho- hopefully you like yourself. That would really suck if you're stuck no, in well, there and you find out, oh man, I'm a dick. Oh, I'm <laughs> working be, on it, I'm working on it. That would be me. I'd be like, fuck man, I really can't this deal with myself. Sucks. <laughs> Talking to yourself in a mirror? <laughs> yeah. No, I couldn't do it. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad for you, though. I'm glad things no, are going you. well. Thank um, you. Bob, how about you? No shows there in L.A. L.A.'s still pretty much shut down, right? Yeah. LA, sh- yep. L.A. is I, acting like it's shut down. Uh, but and well, then, like on, on the DL, like everybody's just meeting up and partying every weekend. So we'll probably be in the exact same position a year from now. Uh, well, <laughs> oh man, that's that's uh, so disappointing. Oh yeah, I mean, there was a party on my street last night till about two o'clock in the morning, uh, on a Sunday night, and it's just like, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, I I don't see. I don't see anything changing because I mean, look, we've been at this for what seven months now, and everybody's just doing the exact same thing they were seven months ago. So, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, they had to mandate it here because people were just like fucking. Like I said, it's like they're just like it's like you know these Dems. These yeah. fucking Dems are making me wear a mask. And yeah. it's like, fucking shut the fuck up. Don't like, come to the up. California. Put on a goddamn it. mask and let's fucking move on with our lives yeah. at this point, you know? Yeah. Tell yeah. me to come to California I, um, where half the Democrats are not wearing masks and just doing whatever the oh fuck man. they feel. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's uh, yeah. We're we're definitely we're definitely. You see a lot of people. You know those those fucking videos of it's like people getting turned away to grocery stores. It's like, oh no, the yeah. mask police is here. It's like no, everybody just fucking just do it. Just well, fucking do it. The, the crazy thing is that a lot of the establishments it says like you are not welcome in if you're not wearing a mask. It's our right to refuse. And then, like. 
you know, I mean, it's mostly conservatives who are, are doing yeah, this. Yeah, their Facebook Live, like, already ready just to walk oh, in yeah. there and be like, <laughs> right. my rights, my but fucking rights. They're the ones yeah. who are like, uh, bakers don't have to make a cake for a gay couple if they don't want to. It's a business, and they could do whatever they want. And then Free they're like, market, y'all. Yeah, and then they're like, <laughs> you have to serve me without a mask, you whatever oh, communist pieces of shit. And then it's like, wait, hey, double standard, that, right? Hey, that's me. <laughs> exactly. Well, that that yeah. double standard doesn't exist when it's on the opposing side. Side. Never, uh, <laughs> never does. Yeah, it's insane. So um, here yeah. in Denver, we've actually gotten there. People have been pretty responsible, and it's a fair mix, I guess, of, of red and blue state. I don't know anything. I stay in the city. I don't leave. You guys Denver got fucking proper. legal weed. Yeah, definitely that. Um, I've, I've actually, yeah. I've been, I, I can piss clean. Like I said, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've been pretty sober. But uh, man, I, I haven't smoked since June twenty first. I wow. got sober just off alcohol, not off like you know, you know. I didn't yeah. want, but uh, my my job is being bought out, uh-huh. so I can be uh, drug tested yeah. once at any fucking time. So I haven't smoked since June twenty first, <laughs> and I still haven't got that goddamn you're, drug. You're test. waiting for the test oh, so man. you can go home and celebrate. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> what is it that you do, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, so um, before we got bought out, I was uh, helping Tyler and I actually. My guitarists work together, uh-huh. and. Uh, his dad, um, his parents owned a, a welding shop, well, a welding repair shop uh, okay. uh, for a warranty center for like Esau, Miller, Lincoln welders. Uh-huh. And uh, my, my position didn't exist anymore, so now I'm a service tech for Miller, Lincoln, and gotcha. Esau welders. Were, and, uh, were other people in the band doing that as well? I remember watching, uh, I watched an interview with you guys like... I don't know, a few bowling. days ago, yes, at Punk Rock Bowling, which, <laughs> yeah. can Shane I? Shane had that same job, Shane had okay. that same job, I, I, got, a, I got back from Europe, uh, I, I filled in on guitar f- uh, for Western Settings uh-huh. in 2016, nice. on, their, uh, on their European tour, and I just guys. fucking quit my job, I had a wife at the time, and she's just like, this is not a good idea, I'm like, gotta do it, and I fucking, you know, yeah. fucking bounced for like a month and a half, came back, and I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do, and yeah. Tyler was just like, uh, you know, you can... And always work here four years later and now uh yeah i'm fixing fucking welding machines <laughs> gotcha nice dude can i just say that punk rock bowling interviewer uh was like the most fucking i i don't even know how to explain her it was I, oh that yeah she's just so disinterested in what she, she's just like all right tell me about your fucking piece of shit band all right so I like i could not remember a damn thing when i oh. watched that i'm just like that's it's like a jackal and hyde moment like like that is me definitely not like a jackal and hyde that like that is my personality yeah but it's almost just like that couldn't have happened. No fucking way. Like it's like that. I don't. I have no memory of this interview. Standing here wearing that shirt, doing saying the things I said. Well, um, I wouldn't worry about you because she was just like she could give a shitly life. She's like, so what? Are you guys gonna do this again next year or no? And you guys are like, yeah. Hopefully she's like, all right. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm done. This is stupid. Like I don't know if she was over. I want to see who it oh. is now. I gotta go watch this. Yeah. It's um. It's um. Fuck. Uh. It was like um. Punk World Views or something. It was Punk World Views. And I don't know who the girl was. It was 2013. Yeah. Look, Uh, I'm probably talking shit and maybe she'll hear this. Maybe she won't. I don't give a shit. She did not fucking care that day. And and (laughs) I couldn't help but laugh the whole time. I felt bad for you guys. I I just remember it was our first punk rock bowling uh, that we ever played. Uh, Yeah, 2013. That was, what, seven years ago. Uh Um, I I turned 31 tomorrow. 
Yeah, I know. I was kind of calculating that because at the time she's like, so what? How old are you guys? Like 18? And the one of your guys is like, I just turned 22 yesterday or two days ago. And she's like, that would have been Tyler. Tyler Tyler is a couple months older than me. Tyler turned 31 in May. I turned 31 tomorrow. Uh, Shane and Trey is 29 and Shane's 28. Yeah, that's crazy. So you guys have been at this for a while. Uh, Shane and I started playing music together uh, um, right into junior high. I was 15. He was 13 when we started our first band. That's crazy. Um, it's it's awesome that you guys are still doing it together because, I mean, I would imagine then you guys have worked out your writing style uh, to where oh, you yeah. know how to read each other. Um, you know, we, we didn't really um, leave room in this uh, outline for an interview because I always ruin that and just do the interviews like right oh, now like I am. That's why we're here. Um, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you can come through the billions of other times people have asked us these questions. So there's yeah. no this, this is this is great from where, where I'm standing. I'm ready to do something new. Good, good. So, so I'm curious, like, you know, with that, you guys have a really unique uh, songwriting in the sense that you uh, change time signatures or really tempos quite a bit. Maybe not the signature, but the tempos. Is that your doing? Is that Tyler's doing? Oh, no, it's actually my doing. So I write most of the bulk of the songs. I've never uh-huh. taken a lesson, and it's funny because uh, until we play it with a drummer, I didn't even know that fucking happens. Like, it's like, you know, <laughs> then it goes like this. And I bet your drummer fucking And the drummer's like, what the fuck are you doing? You changed fucking... So it's like you have we when we go record, we have to get our BPMs to tell the producer be that it fucking, yeah... Changes to this, changes to this. And I they, mean, it just sounds cool to me. So, oh, like, it sounds, I, don't know, I don't know. It sounds awesome. And one of my best friends who I grew up playing with, uh, music with, does the exact same thing as you. And I never took music lessons either. So I, I played bass, uh, you know, when I was like 15. I started playing bass with him. We started a band together. And, like, I didn't even have, have an instrument. He, he got a... He had a guitar. We met each other in uh, high school. And um, he... Uh, one day he's just like, oh yeah, come over, like um, blah, 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 bring your bike or, or whatever. And I'm like, I got a guitar. And he's like, bring it. So I brought it over and he, he starts showing me how to play Blink-182 songs. Yeah. And uh, and then we just rewrote all the lyrics about people at our school making fun of them. And then <laughs> next thing you know, we're in a band together for four years, broke up, started another band for four or five years and played again for another, uh, I don't know, we played together for like 15 years straight. And so, yeah. um, you know, but he's just like you where he's like, he's like, oh, check this out. And he has it in his head. And all the time he's just switching tempos and time signatures. I'm like, God damn it, man. What are you doing? Yeah, if, if the people, Tyler, Shane, and Trey, um, they're not like classically trained. Tyler uh-huh. actually is fucking, he, he's been doing it, like taking lessons since he was like a fucking child. Uh-huh. Um, Shane took a little lessons, Trey did, you know, but um, man, I, I go to them and be like, dude, look at this new chord I made. And they're like, that's an A diminished seven or something. It's like, I'm fucking playing it. Fuck yeah. you. Like, it's like, I figured it out myself. Yeah. So, uh, same with tempo, same with, uh, yeah. I, I never, I never learned theory. So a lot of people are like, oh man, you, you changed key right here. It's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't fucking know. It sounds yeah. cool to me. Like I know how to play the damn thing, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, it all does sound really awesome. And that's what I was going to say is, is, uh, we both absolutely that. love you guys. Um, well, I appreciate that. and, and he really loves you as well and I always wonder I'm like I'm like I wonder if if Jeff even notices this my buddy Jeff I'm like I wonder if he notices all the time changes or if like to him it's also just natural he's like oh I didn't even notice that but you guys have a very similar writing style um, in the sense of like speeding up and slowing down and changing chord progressions and stuff and it's challenging to wrap your mind around but after playing with him for so long I got really good about like hearing and seeing and thinking these things and at first my mind couldn't handle it I'm just like this is not how you go it's like 4-4 it stays 4-4 
four, keep the beat. And then like in my mid twenties, I was just like, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Okay. Like we're going to, yeah, we'll slow it down and like change the chord progressions. And then I got, I get better at understanding music. I'm like, Oh, like really talented musicians are doing this. They're like, we'll bump the, the key up, uh, just half a step and change the whole song here. We'll drop from, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, C major to an A minor and just arrange the chord progression a little bit differently. See, those, those guys are like, like the, they get to a point where they know everything. It's uh-huh. like, how can I make this more difficult for myself? I know nothing, <laughs> so it's just whatever. Yeah, well, it's it really is fantastic, and I think it makes you guys extremely unique in the sense oh, that man, nobody that else really is, is really doing that. I mean, they're sticking to just the very formulaic, keep the time signatures, and you guys do it, and it's you know, like the first song off of um, Grow Up Trash. Uh, I think it's the first song, but I mean, like, you guys speed up and slow down so many times but it's like you never lose me at all with it it's never just like wait what the fuck are they doing it's it's like the timber of the song it's it's really just expanding and breathing and all that stuff so and that's that's what i mean about like as long as it sounds good i'm, I'm not uh-huh. trying to make somebody sound alien like it's right. like it's not an alien it's a, to me it sounds normal yeah no so it's not like i'm trying like so if, if i do change the tempo or i do change a key it's to me it, in my ears I didn't know the fuck because it sounds yeah. that's just how it goes that's so I'm not trying it, yeah. to like let's do something so alienating right now it's just like I don't until somebody's like how'd you do it and I'm like uh, I, uh, what do you mean what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny that's funny dude uh, do you guys record with the, the same person every time or have you guys recorded with people uh, different people for each album Shane and I recorded our first uh, EP okay. um, when I was I was I was 16 he was 14 uh-huh. with a guy named Joel Pack and um, then the first two Problem Daughter EPs was guy, a guy with Andy Patterson. But our self-titled um, in 2012, um, then Fits of Disorganized Boredom, and then Grow Up Trash has all all been with that Joe Pack. And he's a great friend. He's always been uh-huh. the same guy. He, he just he just gets it. Like He's one of those people that you've just been recording for so long. It's like, yeah, Regan's fucking on his shit. Fucking, I get it. <laughs> okay, so it. He, he knows like what you're doing already and how to work Absolutely. with you on that stuff. Absolutely. That's awesome. So. That's awesome that you guys have somebody. And like, I mean, he sounds professional. Has he recorded any other big artists? He, he records Air Supply, man. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so He records fucking <laughs> Air supply. So they fly in from Australia to record with Joel. He's doing this for a living, then. Like he's got this shit yeah, down. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he does that. Um, um, a lot of different bands, like uh, not just bands, like um, you know, solo artists from across the country. Uh-huh. But uh, that's his biggest, most wild. Is he? Uh, he played uh, growing up. Um, before they became the used, he was playing a lot with like Brandon Steinecker, who lives uh-huh. in Provo and yeah. shit, and uh, just grew up around that, and then became a producer instead yeah. of. Uh, he he was actually signed um, in his band to uh, Maverick Records for a time, and uh-huh. then got dropped in like fucking 2008 or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that whole story, but uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's just been around and he's just been doing it for a long time. Really, really uh, has a passion for it, and. Yeah. Uh, does, doesn't want to fuck around. He, he really he really takes an interest and uh, he just acts like he's like my older brother. So it's That's really cool. nice. That's really cool. <laughs> does he do work uh, uh, with a lot of the other local acts out there? I mean, I don't, how many other bigger local bands are there in Salt Lake? I don't feel like there's a ton. There's there's two right now. I mean, Neon Trees was from here. Okay. Um, we, we played with them back before. Man, they've, been, they've actually been around much longer than you think. Uh, yeah. So um, they they've been around here. Of course, the used uh-huh. um, was from Provo. Right. Um, uh, but there's two bands right now that I know um, because we have like our radio station. There's two bands that I have no idea who they are, but they're <laughs> now national acts. Um, okay. You know, 
Uh, so like things like that. But um, I mean, um, my favorites, Wicked Bears. I stood at the threshold of hysterics in the nickel arcade. When the girl behind the counter told me just to let her know if she could help me in any way. So then I looked in her dead eyes. Wicked Bears. Uh -huh. um, th oh, they're yeah. on Hidden Home, I believe. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good friends. Um, yeah. uh, they're, they just live right up the street. Yeah. Um, Shit like that, um, but then there's a lot of different acts like uh, some rock and roll shit. Um, Do you guys know uh, Racist Kramer? Yeah, yeah, no, we played with our, one of our. Um, actually, we played with Joel that show. We played at the Depot last year around this time. It was my around my thirtieth birthday. I think, and the, uh, we played with. Is the Depot where they always do the uh, the Christmas show there? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's it. I went, yeah. I went there like two years ago or three years ago. My buddy and I went to Utah for a snowboarding trip. They and, know, uh, they know us. They know those guys, the, the Depot guys, pretty well. And yeah. so they, they set up shows. They actually set up that show at that time and uh, just invited us to play. And they actually record with Joel, too, most of the time. So That's that's kind of what I was curious. If, if you know, a lot of these people, you know, I mean, it seems just like such a small city is what it is. It is. That I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how many people know each other? How many people actually record? How many options are there I for recording? I think they're from, like, Ogden. I think they're they're more north. But oh, okay. um, Salt, Lake, Salt Lake City is such a small city. It's not, it's like, it's like, you know seven by seven blocks like right. it's like I, I live right downtown and Salt Lake City's right there yeah and you can you can walk through it yeah, you know absolutely. so <laughs> yeah cool interesting um so uh what um I know in one of the interviews that you were talking about uh you were saying maybe it wasn't even an interview I don't know just doing my research online you were saying uh that you know Salt Lake's a really fucked up town um, and you know this new record a lot of it's just about the suicides there the drug use the homelessness all that kind of stuff yeah um, it's insane what was it like I did you were you born and raised there um, so Shane and I grew up in a place called Spanish Fork, which is actually like fucking trailer trash, fucking um, um, about an hour south of here, uh -huh. Utah hence, County. Hence and, the name um, of the album, Grow Up Trash. Yeah, like we like we grew up trash. We grew up in the dirt, um, and um, you know had my had our share. Shane Shane's always always he just drank, you know, but. Uh -huh. uh, um, had my run-ins with you know like meth, fucking you know did a bunch of heroin for a couple of years. Uh -huh. um, then had to just fucking bounce, and that's how I found myself in Salt Lake City. Um, Shane and I both moved up here, and then Trey, we all just got a house together. And I was uh, my friend Graham that I was doing drugs with. His mom, my mom was horrified. Um, his mom actually, you know, kind of. And I love my mom; she's a great mom. Uh, but uh, she, uh, her, his mom like helped him with Suboxone and. Uh, uh -huh. So I, she, my, my friend Graham helped me get off uh, heroin and shit because he shared a Suboxone. And um, yeah. uh, moving up here, just kind of just cutting that out. Um, still struggled. That's why, you know, um, with alcohol, I just had to cut it out. I'm going to AA right now, um, uh -huh. like meetings and shit. Um, but, uh, like, yeah, it's uh, most, of, most of Grow Up Trash from what I'm talking about. But, I mean, Salt Lake City has its share. Salt Lake City, I mean... Uh, Utah itself, like there's a there's a documentary called Happy Valley, and it's just like so many uh, just su suicides you wouldn't you wouldn't think, and, yeah. and and that's the thing. There's a correlation, and uh, I, I, they talk about Denver too, about uh, maybe altitude. Like it's just fucking around these areas. There's just this, this fucking like influx of fucking people just fucking killing themselves. Yeah, and uh, kids, and I, I I liken it to you know like we they're not they're not good to the LBGTQ community. They're not right. good to, to to minorities. They're not good to people who are struggling for uh, so so many different fucking things. 
and uh, you know these these people feel helpless, and you know that's that just unfortunately is you know a fucking escape a lot of the times. Yeah, and well, and I would and, imagine uh, like you also grow up seeing a lot of that stuff, right? If you said you know, you're growing up in the trailer park, I would imagine you're watching your neighbor do heroin or your family oh, members. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Funny thing is, my 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 family my my family my brother kind of fucked around but then my dad helped him pay for college and uh-huh. then then he's just like I'm never fucking doing that again so none of us right. else went to college you know so yeah. uh, so uh, so you know and like you know like and, it, and the funny thing is I was actually a late bloomer I didn't I didn't start smoking weed I didn't smoke like and I'm not talking shit on weed guys I'm not fucking not doing that uh, you know but uh, but I didn't even start drinking until maybe 17 um, started experimenting with drugs like you know 19 uh-huh. like you know I would say around maybe 17 but uh, but uh, I, a lot of my friends I mean they were doing that two years before me you know yeah. and uh, it, it was actually my older brother's friend who actually introduced me to you know harder shit uh-huh. and uh, oh my my older brother wanted to tear him to pieces man like yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I, like I'm not gonna name names of course but um but uh, yeah it was it's just a weird fucking place and yeah. uh, and uh, it's still things that I think I mean that was 12 years ago um I moved up here um, 18, so uh, around maybe even 19, 18 to 19, so uh, almost 11 years ago, um, and um, fucked around, you know, but I haven't done shit, I haven't done, I've, I, I haven't done shit like that in fucking ever, yeah. you know, I, it's, it's just a, it's a whole, um, and I mean, I feel the, like the sad- a lot of people who I know, like once they've gotten out of it, they stay out of it. Um, oh, yeah. And and don't really go back to it. I mean, I do know some people who have like struggled back and forth, but it's like when they quit, I'm like, nah, like you could kind of tell the people who are just like, dude, I'm fucking done. And the people who are like, oh, I quit. I quit. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. good for absolutely, me. Yeah, absolutely. And then like a week later, they're back into it. And there's like, times that I like, um, and it's not all the time, but there's times that I'll smell vinegar or black coffee and it just start itching my fucking chin or something. Oh, yeah? just like, oh, damn, uh, uh, it smells, it smells like, you know, it's like, it, it just, uh, it's, you know, it's like, it's not like, um, not anything I ever want to go back to, but yeah. it's something that I'll probably struggle with for probably the rest of my life. But, uh, but uh, not something that I see myself ever fucking doing again. Yeah. And then um, do... Good idea. I, con- I concur. <laughs> I agree with your decision. Thank you. <laughs> I really like the support here, guys. <laughs> I try. I try where I'm at. But I was actually going to say, like, I was a little bit of a late bloomer, uh, like, when it came to drinking. But I had actually, I smoked crack cocaine before I drank my first Right, beer. I didn't start drinking until I got <laughs> off fucking drugs. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't can't do drugs yeah. anymore, guess I'll start drinking yeah, now. alcohol's a little easier to get, so. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I kind of grew up in a shitty neighborhood, too. Uh, I, you grow I, up all, always in around Denver, or? No, no, no. I've lived uh, a lot of different places. Um, my formative years were spent uh, in North Carolina, and I remember there was a little store where you could go buy penny candy, and we would go and buy those penny rose? candy. And did, then, did you get those rose rose holders, and they're fucking... You ever see no, those? No, 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 no. Yeah, this is, yeah, no, they're this fucking, it's like, that's a crap I know what, you're, what you're talking about, about? <laughs> yeah. No, this is probably when I was like eight or nine, and I was walking to school, um, and there was a, a store that sold penny candy, and we would go in and buy it and then sell it for like three or five cents when we got to school and make some money. 
Um, and one day when I was going in, there was a guy that offered me crack. And I was like, like I said, I was like eight or nine. And I was like, no, man, that's all right. And he was like, well, get your ass out of here, you little punk. And I was all like, right. all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. You got <laughs> so it. That's kind of what I grew up in. It was like, it was destined that I was Little towns, to be. little towns, man. Yeah. How old were yeah, you when you uh, first tried an AP? When I first drank? No, when you first tried, or you said you started oh, smoking. Oh, I was, uh, yeah, I was probably, I don't know, I was probably like 16, oh, okay. maybe, the first it's, time I smoked crack. It's crazy, That's you guys first, talk about yeah. those little little towns, and I have, um, you know, a uh, friend of the family, and I think uh, they caught their son smoking crack at like 9 or 10 years old, uh, and yeah. growing up mm-hmm. in one of those, you know, small towns, and I grew up That's in one, easy. too, and a lot of people, I mean, I remember being 14 or 15 and getting in, and being in high school and all of a sudden all my friends are doing crystal math and I'm just like what the fuck yeah, happened like, unfortunately, unfortunately what else are you gonna do like, and yeah. you know you gotta get out of that mentality of it's like you know you can do a lot of things but when you when you drop out of high school which is not bad I dropped out of high school um, and I'm, I'm trying to you know be kinder to myself and yeah. you know but um, you know like there's there's that time where it's just like fucking I mean that's why I found punk that's why I found a lot of things it's yeah. like I'm just a worthless fucking dirt kid man like I just fucking what else am I gonna do besides learn how to play I can't even afford lessons like yeah. wait for somebody to give me an instrument yeah. which my older sister ended up doing and uh, and then doing stupid shit that you now it's just like man I, I wish I wish uh, you know I was kinder to myself I wish you know I, I knew my worth and you know uh, unfortunately a lot of a lot of people fall into that hole and for some reason it's always like these like not always but so many times these little fucking towns yeah i mean yeah. and the unfortunate thing Trap. is is like you don't know any better nobody nobody taught you any better so it, i know you wish you could go back and like have realized some of these things but like that's not a possibility because that is not the culture within these towns it's not the things that people are teaching their children to identify and understand it's not something that these underpaid teachers in these areas that no one wants to go fucking teach understand how to teach children and so like you know like you're gonna blame yourself for choices you made when you were 16 years old and still a child like that that first it's not fair to you you know that first uh that first song on grow up trash um pocket sand it says uh uh, I never thought I would grow up trash. A mother's pride burnt on tinfoil. And it says, I, I, they say I'm wrong, but I'm convinced I'm the worst it's ever been. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, I mean, and, you know, it's like, you know, it's just something I also struggle with my brain. You, you know, sure. have a bad day. Look at yourself in the mirror. Fucking sorry. My, my neighbors are going a little nuts. Up there. <laughs> I can't hear them. I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> my cat's just fucking scrambled. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's still that. I mean, that came out 2019, just yeah. last year. And that's still something that's like, you know, like, you know, mental bullshit that, you know, I, I, I'm sure so many people fucking struggle with. Absolutely. I absolutely know that so many people struggle with, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, I would yeah, imagine it's, it's, if you don't struggle with uh, a little bit of self-hate and self-deprecating, be- self-deprecating behavior that you're probably a narcissist, right? If, right. <laughs> if, if you're it's not like, me out of trouble. Yeah. So if, if you're not a little bit shitting on yourself every once in a while, like I, I'm like, so that's just keep our way of keeping ourselves in check. So we're not right. sociopaths being like, no, 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 I'm, I'm fucking justified in everything I do. Little, Fuck everybody. Little dose. Yeah. Just a little dose. Yeah. So um, I, I think that's great. But uh, you, you mentioned dropping out of high school, but uh but you were just talking about, and I want you to share a little bit about this. Um, you said you have a podcast. What's your podcast topic on? Uh, I have a, I mean, there's only three episodes uh, right now. Uh, I dropped off a little bit, but uh, I, um, 
always wanted to be a, uh, I dated this girl uh, in seventh grade named Sandy Vega uh-huh. and um, I love how you her, remember her name like first name uh, no, last her, name well her older brother Nick Vega I'm still friends with that family okay. to live with them. <laughs> he's and, gonna hear this uh, he's gonna be like what the fuck they, dude <laughs> they, uh, and she 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 just like you know she was really enjoy it. she's like I, I have a crush on you know and writers I'm like oh man I can do it I can do it but I realized you know and then you start you know start writing and then the, the first rule of writing is you gotta fucking start reading and uh, yeah. so um, at a young age I just fucking got real real into books and um, so the podcast is called The Podacy and you know um, I mean I'm like I was telling you guys I'm, one more time what's I, I it called you, you guys you guys Podacy. can't you guys can't see uh, because I'm so short uh, I've been sitting on this fucking Kurt Vonnegut giant ass fucking <laughs> this uh, because I, I have to, to zoom I gotta sit on this thing um, but uh, you know I um, uh, yeah it's called the Podacy and I uh, just uh, really really enjoy books um, uh, I mean tons of our lyrics actually um, have to do fits of disorganized boredom comes from Vladimir Nabokov um, uh, Tons of just like little things. You what know? is what um, is Vladimir Nabokov written? Uh, Lolita, Ador, Ardor, a um, lot of different fucking things. Um, but uh, he's actually uh, there's a really cool documentary about him too. Um, uh, but uh, actually, um, Stanley Kubrick's like second movie he directed was uh, Lolita. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but uh, no, it's um, um, shit like that. Um, Burroughs is a uh, in the song my other house is a meth lab i, <laughs> I, I talk about him very that often one of my Man, <laughs> burroughs is interesting i, li- I uh, listened to junkie i don't know if you've read junkie or yeah, not yeah no i got a i wish i could turn my computer my bookshelf's right here i got books right here i got books right here i got books <laughs> over there um okay. uh, they're just always on hand yeah. um books right there books on the table right there <laughs> Jun- junkie was such uh, an interesting book because he just like he, it, it is this nonchalant like narrative of what he's doing. He's like, yeah, so you know, we uh, we slept on the guy in the train, and we we pulled the typical one too, where so and so knocked the paper out of his hand, and I you stole the wallet. You gotta be like this. You gotta yeah. talk like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> oh man, I remember the day that I. No, um, it's funny because actually, there's a the the reason why he started writing like when it that that shift because he also wrote the book Queer, and it's very very it's written kind of the same, almost linear. But then he wrote Naked Lunch, and that's after he killed his uh, accident shot his uh, live-in wife of uh, Joan Vollmer um, yeah. he like with that William Tell kind of thing he said like something like he's like oh I'm, I'm just we're just gonna move somewhere I'm just gonna hunt for our food and she's like uh, Bill you, you you can't you couldn't kill anything we'll starve to death and, and she put a glass on his on her head and he's just like bam right between the fucking eyes <laughs> and uh, and he and he says I would not have been a writer like I am today if it wasn't for Joan's death uh, and, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, like it is deep. It's fucking just horrifying. It's fucking horrifying. I'm sure horrifying. she appreciates the, the yeah, uh, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. the inspiration like he, she he provided. Would, he's uh, definitely not somebody I look up to, but definitely <laughs> somebody who's influenced my young life. Well, it is you know. just intric- interesting because in Junkie, I know it's like a an exaggeration on his life and what he was doing. Um, but the I beats mean, are all about that. You know, they're, they're, they're autobiographical shit, you know. Yeah, but. <laughs> but, but it's so interesting because I'm like halfway through the book and he's like, so yeah, I was clean for four months, and then uh, this guy asked me if I wanted to suck his dick in the bathroom. So I did, and we shot up again. I went home to my wife, and I'm like, "Wife, we're halfway through. We're 200 pages in, and you haven't mentioned a woman at all. And all of a sudden, you have a wife." Oh man, he was he was he was friends with like Sonic Youth. They, I mean, even like fucking. I think it was. Um, I think it was. Um, 
um, Iggy Pop, they called him the king of punk rock. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like he was he was just the things that you were doing before, like it was like he was just, yeah. you know, like he was a gay writer. He was a junkie. He was yeah. he was so many different things before, like, you know, like people were talking about this yeah. shit. Uh-huh. And um, uh, I mean, if he wasn't. I mean, he had his common law wife, but he, he did love Joan from what I could tell. Um, and, you know, a very platonic kind of way. Yeah. But uh, uh, loved her to death. And uh, that that uh, him killing her was a traumatic experience. It was in Mexico. And I think that's the only reason why he didn't just rot in prison for the rest of his goddamn yeah. life. So yeah. Wow. yeah, I would imagine back then you could get away with a little yeah, bit. You could, you know, yeah. You could go. Yeah. Like it's like, Oh, especially. I roughed her up a bit. Like it's horrifying. <laughs> it's fucking horrifying. All right, Bob, are you done with your interview? Well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure most, uh, more questions will come up. I was going to ask like, you know, how you said you dropped Here out of high school. So how'd you get into like reading books and stuff? But you answered that question. You fell in love with a girl in junior high. You wanted to be a writer. <laughs> well, that's how it all starts. That's how I started playing music That's too. That's exactly, like, yeah, how I started playing music. It's like, I you mean, know, gotta impress the ladies. no friends. It's like fucking short, I'm still a fucking 5'5", five five. like, you know, can you imagine what I was in fucking elementary school and junior high <laughs> looking for I, I attention yes so, <laughs> exactly i mean that's all of us though it doesn't matter you know if if it's not your size it's your looks if it's not your looks it's your awkwardness you know and oh, so yes. so there's always oh, yes. something to to hold us back and uh i don't i don't know when i say us i mean like punk rockers i don't mean people in general I'm but sure, it's like I'm sure i mean it's why we identify you know with absolutely. this type of music and and uh i don't know just the rejection and the rebellion and stuff so absolutely yeah, AP, so I'm that, done. So that's a no? I can't? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done, AP. <laughs> Everybody always says that I'm, like, pushy. I'm like, I just got to keep things moving. No, you have to. Here. Bro. If, I, if to. I didn't stop Bob, he would just keep on going, like, energizer. Bob gets, and I would ruin your life. Bob and I would just, like, just talk, 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 talk. Yeah, but I think it's good stuff. Look, we can go over the news any yeah, day. People can find gonna, the news hey, anywhere. There's going to be more. What is the news? What's the news? Oh, we got. I've been, we got I've been news. sitting under a rock for a year. So <laughs> we got some good news coming up. Uh, first, though, we're going to start off with a block of music, like we always do. First one's from Bossman Dave. This is his solid gold lock of the episode. Since we're uh, bringing everybody down with talk of uh, growing up in the slums, we're going to kick things off with a little bit of ska to make everybody feel better. Ska <laughs> makes everybody feel better. This one's uh, called Pad, and it's from the Pops.
jokes, performances are big. Say, how am I supposed to reach you when you're walking all over my hands? Say, how am I supposed to reach you when you're Boston, Massachusetts, ska, nothing like it, and it has a very distinct sound. Uh, those were the Pomps, the name of the track was Pad, that was from the 2019 EP, Drums and Liars. I feel better, what about you guys? I feel great. I, that, <laughs> yes. that was like a, cl- a palate cleanser. It was yes, a palate it was. cleanser. It's like, Perfect everybody way. who's listening to this is like, they fucking got it. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody that makes jokes about hating Scott, you don't hate it now, do you, assholes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, about Scott music, a little side note here, AP. Um, you have mentioned this band a million times before, and I just got into a ska band that is an old ska band uh, that I, I just never listened to and never realized the connection and fucking have been playing it nonstop. Uh, the Arrogant Sons of Bitches, which is yeah. Jeff Rosenstock's band before Bomb oh, the Music Industry, is the fucking best ska band I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I, no, I'm not even joking. Like, Op Ivy is like my all-time favorite band or one of them. The thing with Jeff and, Rosenstock in it is... Uh, uh, is a, gonna be a winner well it, it's insane because it's like okay I, I've had friends telling me to listen to you know Bond the music industry since the, he came out in 2006 and we played I with them like 2010 you guys did it was like one of their la- we played in like a ballet like recital hall oh man that's fucking awesome was it <laughs> yeah, a, was it a pretty packed shows. show or no oh yeah yeah I, that's the first time I, again Trey loved them I'm, I'm so living under a rock when uh-huh. it comes to music I'm just like what is this band it's yeah. like Bring it's the band I've been telling you about for fucking ever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there are bands I listen to. My my friends like check them out, and he sent me a video, and it's them playing acoustic on on uh, at a house party. And I'm like, dude, a I don't give a shit about acoustic music, and and this was like 2006. And B, I mean, I still really don't. But B, um, <laughs> it, I'm like. You can't hear anything. The quality's shitty because, like, everyone's fucking talking over it and, like, laughing and screaming in the background. And so, and then Jeff Rosenstock comes along, and I've been getting into him over the past three or four years. And I don't know, I was just scrolling through some shit, and I'm like, oh, Arrogant Sons of Bitches, like, this is Jeff Rosenstock's first band. And I put him on, and, like, just instantly, it's fucking sing-along, like, chant music with, like, blast beats in the middle of ska and I don't know he chimes in anyway sorry uh, side tangent but you brought in the ska uh, and I've this like this is the place to do it yes I, <laughs> I, I, I'm just like all month that's all I've been listening to is fucking ska because of that I'm going back and listening to Streetlight I know punk ska and and then uh, one of our um, is that not ska? Is that I, just not people say it's punk with horns uh, and not ska if you're a ska asshole uh, enthusiast interesting interesting, I, interesting. yeah um, there, there's a Facebook group I just uh, joined, and it's called Horn Pub, and they have the Pornhub logo. Uh, that is hilarious. Yes, and like <laughs> very clever. I I, I feel like uh, the whole whole thread is just people like being like, 
uh, this isn't ska, fight me. And it's just like every fucking band. And like, that's the whole thing. Like, according to everybody on, on that uh, thread, like there is no music that is actually ska because everyone will say that some band is not ska, it's something else. So, and see what, see what you're missing on, uh, by not yeah, having you, Facebook. You're not missing <laughs> anything at all. Seriously. Get on my not. level, y'all. Yeah, you're, you're not missing anything. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, AP, you brought him up quite a few times, I know, and I never really got into him. And now I've just been fucking obsessed with that band they're amazing so hey, better late to the party out. than never i'm glad you showed up oh yeah and it, how fun <laughs> is it to discover a uh, a band 15 years later and it's a fucking yeah. gem and now I you love have that shit yeah i love that shit when right? it's like oh man it took me this long and then you you have so much fucking like you like a back catalog to uh-huh. fucking just yeah. go back yep and it's all gold yeah absolutely it's great so um anyways uh this band started off extremely poppy and i was like i'm not gonna like this guy and then the singing came in i was like okay redeemed itself immediately it was not as poppy as yeah. I thought it was going to be. The boss so. man Dave has been sending in some pretty good ones lately. Yes. Um, and uh, lately they've been ones that are kind of like on the verge of being punk. This one he yeah. actually just kind of dove back in and gave us sky. No arguments <laughs> there. So good job, boss man Dave. Um, after my uh, complaining session last episode, uh, I was telling Spike, uh, our number one fan Spike, uh, that he uh, needed to send me another email because I'm lazy. Um, so, uh, and Regan, if you don't know, number one fan, Spike, uh, hey, Spike. he sends us, he sends us emails, um, with his, uh, favorite music that he's been listening to lately. And we just kind of glom off of him and, and use yeah. his picks for the episode. So, um, he, uh, promptly sent in an email shortly after the last episode with a whole new list of his picks. So this is the first one off of that email, uh, from Tel Aviv, Israel. This is Def Chonky with X-Ray Baby. I got an X-Ray Baby He keeps me up at night He sees right through me Cause he's got his mother's eyes I got an X-Ray Baby
Weird name. I don't know what Deaf Chunky means. My wife said something about maybe like a cat. I don't know. I lost it. I'm not very hip to the kids. I was reading about him, and it is Russian for girl or little girl or something like that. Okay. All right. Probably slang. um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. uh, I don't. I like cats. Well, I like cats. cats. Let's stick with cats. Let's just say it's a cat thing. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of garage punk there. Sent in by number Love it. fan Spike. That was from their newest album, which I believe is their fourth studio album, called Harsh. The name of the song was X-Ray Baby from Tel Aviv, Israel. I like when we get these bands from, uh, I don't know, enclaves that aren't known for yeah, absolutely punk Re- music. Represent, represent. Yeah, I love it. And they do a good job, too. If they were doing a shitty job, I wouldn't like it as much. But, uh, yeah, I like a good garage band every once in a while. I like. I love garage. I, yeah. I love, I, I, I really enjoy, you know, kids getting around and it's like, I don't have good good instruments. I don't have good, uh, you know, Recording, gear. yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, let's keep the train chugging along. Uh, this next one, I, again, I like taking picks from people, so I figured I'd make it three in a row. Bossman Dave, number one fan Spike, and then Regan wanted to make a suggestion here, and I'm not one to ever turn down a special co-host. So, um, oh. Regan, you get to intro this one. Go ahead and talk about it. Um, man, uh, another band that my drummer, we were on tour, and uh, he was showing me this band. Um, they're from Australia. And uh, first I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And uh, I don't know what happened. Like, I, now I'm like a fucking super fan. <laughs> and I uh, um, went, went to their back shit. It started with their album Waco. It's called Violent Soho. And uh, it was like maybe, yeah, 2017. Trey, Trey was all about this shit. Um, listening to this uh, album, Hungry Ghost. Uh, Waco comes out. It was all about it. Um, and then now they came out with an album called A-OK. Um, and it's their new album came out just this year, I think in March or around there. And um, the song's called "Lying on the Floor." And uh, uh, man, especially during COVID, it's just fucking. It's all I want to do. So <laughs> let's hear it, Bob.
gonna do? Don't let me hit the was lying on the floor from Aussie band Violent Soho. That was from the new LP, Everything is A-OK. And that was sent in by our good friend Regan. Thanks for helping uh, add to my laziness. (laughs) It's really kind of detrimental to me. You're an enabler. I am. They all tell me that. <laughs> the best part of it is I do nothing to contribute on this end. Uh, I make AP. Oh, well, Every on. once in a while, I'm like, he's like, the outline's done. I'm like, cool, can you put this song in? And he's like, come the fuck on, man. I, I finished it. Next episode. And I'm like, I prefer it if you did it this episode. Fine. And I always relent. But um, the, the thing is, is I he puts in the the work up front. I put the up uh, the work uh, on the back end, uh, or <laughs> in the rear, uh, where uh, I have to do all the editing the and stuff. So uh, <laughs> it's it it ends up equaling itself out. I could on the That's back it. end say, "Hey AP, edit your shit," uh, and <laughs> he wouldn't be able to do that. So he's got to cut me a little bit of slack. Little bit. <laughs> speaking of dying scene, real quick. Speaking of dying scene, uh, uh, that's who put out our. Fucking fits of disorganized boredom. It's that uh, it was yep. our first ever uh, label who ever wanted to put any of our shit out. By the way, Dying Scene Radio. I have that uh, that noted a little bit later because we're probably. I think we're gonna play a song from it. Little spoiler alert. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So you've probably you probably know Dave pretty oh, well. Oh yeah, Dave Buck. Yeah. Uh, he so was, there you go. I, I, Boss we, man Dave. I saw him last time. I saw him was in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. He's uh he lives on another continent now. He lives so. in South Africa, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we still Instagram stay in touch, actually. Good. Yeah, he's a good guy. Through um, Instagram, we message. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, he uh, has has a family there and seems to be doing well. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, still, I guess, slowly chipping away at getting the website back up. But that's a story for another day. We're gonna keep <laughs> playing some fucking music because I'm sure that's what everybody wants to hear. Hell Next yeah. up, from Durham, North Carolina, this is Almost People with Old Soul 45.
A little bit of pop punk. That makes you feel good, too. People hate on pop punk and ska, both of them. But uh, both of them uh, I, make me feel good. People I, hate on I everything. Like I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty... Um, I actually, I actually in my downtime, I play fucking country music. So fuck, fuck me. Everybody's going to hate it. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I'd go that far. <laughs> Can't go down that. Yeah, you, get, you guys are... You guys are uh, I, I, I really just set the bar real low. So you can play whatever the fuck you want right now. <laughs> Uh, name of the band was Almost People. Name of the song was Old Soul 45. That, that was off of their new four-track EP of the same name. Um, whole, whole EP was really good. I don't know if, if you guys got a chance to listen to the rest no, of it. No, I will but, now. Um, I spun it quite a few times uh, while listening. I sometimes, I, th- I think sometimes I sabotage myself because I, I, when I'm picking songs, I, I start off knowing which one I want. But then sometimes I'm like, well, let me just listen to the album 20 that times. And then I'm like, yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> I've just sat here and listened to this thing on repeat for fucking 45 minutes. I mean, uh, it pays yeah, off. You, you always pick good songs. It's funny. I was actually going back uh, this week through our old playlist to see which Problem Daughter songs we've played because I know we've played you guys a few times. <clears throat> and I wanted to make sure that uh, whatever you picked wasn't something that we had already played in the past because I wasn't expecting you to pick something off of uh, an older album. And as I was going through it, I was like, fuck, man, AP, you've, you've curated a really kick-ass playlist over the years. I mean, it is like 95% you who's done it. And uh, so I went back through our 2017. I was just like, man, these are all fucking great songs and all bands that pretty yeah. much you have got me into that I wouldn't discovered 90% of it if it weren't for you. So uh, I know that it probably feels like a pain in the ass listening to it, but also like... I don't know. You do a good. You do a good job with it. So. Thanks for sifting through it all. Yes. Yeah, Thanks for sifting for sure. through it all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't done a good job with the inbox. I think we're approaching seventeen hundred unread emails. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. Y'all. Holy wow. fuck. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, you just wow, now's your time to shine, baby. You fucking get on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a little daunting opening that up. I've, I've. It's to the point now where I'm just so scared of opening it up that it just keeps worse, getting worse. Is this on Facebook? Or is this on Gmail? No, this is uh, on Gmail. Okay. Yeah, on our Gmail account. So, wow. And it's, you know, a lot of it's um, junk, but I mean, I just don't have time to wade through it. So, yeah. Uh, but what a enough. hero. You're such I a hero. I can't Fuck get to that. it all, but I try. <laughs> I'm not a fucking hero. Goddamn, nobody, nobody messages me and I'm just like, I can't fucking handle this. I can't handle the site. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, really, are these the problems that we have? I right, right. Yeah, I'm fucking complaining. <laughs> it's like, man, Facebook is like fucking, it's like, man, the world's burning rigged fucking. <laughs> right. Chill the fuck out. Right. Yeah, I can handle some emails. I'll live. <laughs> um, okay, let's round out our first block of music here uh, with a little bit of hardcore. That gets your blood pumping for some news. I'm sure we're going to get into some news that's going to be a little confrontational. So let's get ready for it. Gloves are out. And it, we're going to start off with some hardcore. This one's from The Eradicator. Oh, fuck, I and love the Eradicator. <laughs> so, wait, you were going to have a little conversation here. Uh, these guys are from Chicago, Illinois, and their whole band is based on a Kids in the Hall skit. Bob, are you familiar with Kids in the Hall? I am, yes. Okay, so, and if you're not, it's like Canadian Saturday Night Live, but it was late 80s, early 90s. You probably know everybody that was in Kids in the yeah. Hall, but you might not know their name. Um, so, yeah, these guys um, have a, a, like, they sound kind of like direct hit. Which Problem Daughter played with uh, here in Denver. A couple pretty sure Steve. I'm pretty sure Steve and Danny play in the Eradicator a lot of it, time. It has a very similar sound to it, which is what drew me in. And then I found out that it's based on the Kids in the Hall skit, which is something to do with squash. There's like a, an overly a squash aggressive man. squash player. Um, <laughs> so these guys come out and, and dressed up like the Eradicator, and they just fucking thrash. So. Um, so wait, you were saying two of the dudes from uh, from Clowns, um, or sorry, Direct Hit? Uh, no, direct, direct Hit, yeah. yeah. Uh, Danny, the drummer, and Steve, the bass player. Now now they're in a great band called Myrtle's Acres. you got to check them out. Um, oh, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they are playing in that now. So uh, I, I always love but, um, finding when band members play in other bands and then checking them out from there because it's I, fun I, to I, see. I, they're Actually, I don't think they're with Direct Hit anymore, <laughs> but uh, they're playing for the Eradicator and Myrtle's Acres. But cool. Steve, Danny and Steve, who did Wasted Mind and... Uh, Tons of you know, I mean I think Brainless God. Uh, I think I, I I know they go quite a ways back. Yeah, so. yeah. that's awesome. That's uh, one of my favorite bands, and I got to catch them at Streets when you guys played with them here. And I just want you to know that that was probably I got beat up more talk? at that show. No, no, I was, I was shooting. Say, I, I, I took pictures. <laughs> I, I do pictures for all the shows. Um, well, I try to hit as many as possible. Are you the Are you the one that ever, you took the picture and everybody said that I looked like Scott Bale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were there. Punk rock Scott Bale. <laughs> Your hair was longer than. It was. I looked like shit. Uh, that was fun. That, I didn't know you were there. Yeah, That's awesome. I got I got decked down in the pit because I wasn't Fuck. paying attention. So AP's it was totally everywhere. on me. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was. I got beat up pretty good at that show. So good job. Fucking small um, world, man. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's play the music. Then we're going to hit up some news. This is The Eradicator from Chicago, Illinois. The name of the song is You Know Too Much About Me Already.
the eradicator chicago illinois name of the song you know too much about me already which uh, is a line directly from the kids in the hall skit so now i guess i love no no because we were talking about something offline so before we get into the news we're going to talk about the last time that uh, problem daughter came through denver you you said that you guys got a, a, a free burrito right from yeah, we illegal did. pete's illegal pete's i was just gonna say uh the funny thing is, I can't remember the show at all, but I yeah. remember it before the show, and I remember it was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't so, remember the show, but you can remember the burrito, it was a uh, fucking fire burrito. And I can't and believe you, it. I can't believe it. Like it, it was uh, like they they took so like such good care of us. I, we rolled in, never played there before. We never played a, like we never played in Denver before, um, and you know, it, it was just fantastic the way that they took care of us and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would love to do, go there um, again. <laughs> they do like a, a like a traveling uh, artist program, and it's not I didn't just know that until we punk. rolled in. Yeah, so if any bands are listening and they're planning tours, I know nobody's really touring now, but if you come through Denver, uh, definitely follow Illegal Pete's on Instagram and everything. But uh, if you message them, I think before you get here and let them know, hey, I'm touring, um, here's my band, they give you free food. Well, that's so. what was so great because a direct hit uh, when we were with them and we were sharing a band. And uh, I remember we rolled in, and we had no idea about this. And there's like, so do you know about illegal pizza? I'm like, uh, no. They're like, dude, we're rolling in, and usually they're like, give us like a day to know who's coming. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you didn't sign up, and they still gave us food. 
That's awesome. I was just like, yeah. fucking thank it's a you. Pretty neat little, it's a pretty neat little place. They got, you know, beer and stuff that you can get to. So um, follow Illegal Pete's here in Denver. They got a couple locations, and uh, most of the locations are near venues, you know, so you can stop by right before the show, grab something to eat, let it digest a little bit before you get on a, a stage and start sweating. So, <laughs> Dude, I just uh, followed them on Instagram, and they have a post with fucking taquitos and pesto sauce, and it looks so goddamn good. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So there we go. Um, and so Illegal Pete's got a follower. Um, your podcast uh, got a follower. Uh, the Podacy got a follower because oh. my wife is an avid reader, and I just told her while I, we went on our pee break, and she followed it. So <laughs> we're, we're increasing people's social media presence yes. while also great. playing some good music and yeah, yeah. covering some news, which we're now going to get into. Um, Bob, this first story's all yours, buddy. This is the one thing you contributed. There's always one thing. There's always one thing I contributed. Uh, Here's Bob's sole contribution of the episode. <laughs> that was the most underhanded compliment. It's like, this is great, Bob. It's the one thing you ever do. <laughs> they're, they're always backhanded compliments when they're from AP. There's never a straight. Uh, maybe once I've gotten like a you nice guys have compliment. A yeah, have a great dynamic. Thanks. I love it. Um, so, uh, classics of love. Classics of love. Uh, Operation Ivy frontman oh, and common writer, frontman Jesse Michaels, uh, has released, this is his second EP from Classics of Love, um, and he has one LP. The, the first EP was back in... 2009, I want to say, and then they wrote... I only know that one song. Uh, which one? At one. I'm sitting and thinking of all the beautiful things you're going to become. <laughs> so, so I believe that might be the common Rider song classics of love. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, that probably is. It, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to put my finger on it because I was never a big um, classics... I, I'm sorry, a big common Rider fan. Um, but Op Ivy is one of my favorite You're right, you're bands. right. Yeah, no, I, lo- I grew up with Op, but uh, and then, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was common Rider. Yeah, and then, so then they came out with Classics of Love afterwards. So he said, I was listening to an interview recently, and he was saying he had a dream years ago where in the dream, a reggae band was playing a song called Classics of Love. And he knew after that he, he had to like write a song called Classics of Love and, wow. uh, and then just like liked it and wanted to stick with it. So then he transferred that to his band name. And when he originally did the Classics of Love album in 2012, which is fucking fantastic, by the way, if you've never heard it, I mean, it is on par with it. it, it's on par with Operation Ivy. I I don't think that um, Common Rider really is, although maybe I haven't given them that much of a chance. Classics of Love definitely is. And I'm so, still getting them confused. I'm still getting that confused. You were just talking about. <laughs> I know Common Rider. Yes. I know Common Rider's so, Classics of Love. Yes. I'll, so che- then I'll listen, check out Classics of Love. Yes. His same band uh, or his band under the same name with different people. Um, it's a lot so more like Operation Ivy. I know, sorry. Um, and, and one band's going to write a song that's named the other band. Well, it's now. Jesse Michaels, and he like, just wanted to like keep... like Inception. He wanted yeah, the to, Jesse Michaels vessel. Yeah, and so he wanted, to, he wanted to keep that name, transferred it to the band, and so Hard Girls... Hard 
Hard Girls was the backing band for his uh, his first EP and uh, the LP that he did. And so this time around, um, he couldn't really get Hard Girls together. I don't know why um, or what was going Man. on. And so um, he got a, a few different people. Uh, it's the guitar player from Alice Bag and uh, Exploding Flowers, which are uh, both L.A.-based bands. Um, so he plays guitar in that, and he also uh, plays bass. Jesse, I think, really just structures and writes all the songs on guitar, but he says he's not a very good musician, so he has other people then write over it, do leads, things like that. Um, and then I forget who they got on drums, um, but uh, it's it's just a five-song EP, and it is literally the hardest music he's ever done. And in one of the really? interviews I was listening to, yeah, he's like, he's like, so what? what's with the change in like the style of music? He's like, I don't know. I've always really just listened to hardcore bands and hardcore music and never done it. I've always done ska or something you know, like that, reggae. And it's taken me this long. He's like, I've always wanted to do it. It's just taken me this long to like actually go like, oh, I can do it. And and it's not that far for, off from what he was already doing. It's just the music's harder. There's no ska riffs in it, really. Uh, and so, um, and I mean, he's just screaming pretty much the whole time, with the exception of the, uh, the last song. But like, you know, I would equate it to something like, it's a mix between Minor Threat and Operation Ivy. That's exactly cool. what it is. Like, well, that's cool. it, it's really fucking awesome. So it's uh, their new EP. It's five songs. It's called World of Burning Hate. Um, and uh, he started it uh, after COVID. So he was working on some classic stuff I, I hit him up a few years ago on uh, Instagram and um, surprisingly enough he, he hit me back and I was like hey man dude I love classics of love you know seven years later I'm still rocking it it's fantastic are you gonna do more stuff which I'm sure he appreciated someone being like hey when's up Ivy getting back together like <laughs> right. you know I'm sure he appreciates somebody you know <laughs> another person like, yeah enjoying his new stuff as a, yeah <laughs> yeah so I'm I'm assuming he appreciated that he responded and said he you know thanks it's good to hear I, I've been thinking about doing it lately and so what he said is he was working on some classics of love stuff and then COVID happened and it fell apart and he ended up doing some other stuff and just decided to call it under the same name he, he said like you know i'm i'm however old he is now 50 or 51 and and he's just like i just don't want to keep coming up with new band names i just i like this can i just keep it and hard girls were like yeah go for it so it's a different band but it's still the same name and he's still gonna do some other classic stuff i think with hard girls and he's just i think everything from here on out no matter who he does it with or what it is is just gonna be called classics like that, of yeah. love which, I understand. which is cool. It's fine. And it's, you know, I think sort of better than just calling it Jesse Michaels or the Jesse Michaels oh, band. Yeah. Um, Almost like an artist's name. Like it's, it's like that. That's his name of his solo or yeah. whatever he, it, whatever vessel he, he plans on doing. Yep. It's like, that's his, that's his thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyways, this came out. If you guys haven't checked it out, um, check it out, buy it. It says it's going to be released on August 29th, which I don't know what that means. I'm hoping that means it'll be like released on vinyl or something um, because I would love to support it and pay for it. And you can on band camp um i think it's four bucks or five bucks for the ep but like i don't want a digital download because there's nothing i'm going to do with it um yeah. i don't have anything that i can put it on that i would listen to um i suppose somehow my things sync with spotify but like if worse comes to worst i'll just give the guy five bucks for it or whatever um i'd rather just venmo him money than give it to Bandcamp <laughs> and let them take right, a dollar of yeah. it but um so i'm hoping it, it uh when it's 
released, quote unquote, on the 29th, even though it's already out. It's on vinyl or something. So I can actually buy something, give money to him and have something cool to, to listen sure. to. Hold on and, to. Yeah. Something to hold on to. Yep, exactly. <laughs> put it under your pillow at night. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, good story, Bob. I'm glad that you sent that in. Uh, I think everybody should go check it out. Uh, and I think that everybody should download it on digital. Did you, did you uh, listen to the whole thing? Um, no, I didn't. I listened to a little bit of it, um, but I had to start working on the playlist for this. So that's the thing. I can't like enjoy music as much as I, I know. would like to sometimes. I know. But yeah. No, from what I listened to, it, you're right. It was a lot harder than what I was expecting. Yeah. And that was kind of a pleasant surprise. Absolutely. Um, and it's that's done with a level, a level of skill that you usually don't find in, in kind of like a lot of hardcore yeah. bands. So. Dude, and I'm, because I'm of this, I've, I've been obsessed with them again lately. I've, I've always been, but I started going back and we listening. We played with Hard Girls forever ago, too. <clears throat> I can't even tell you when in Salt Lake City. Oh, really? Diabol- yeah. A place called Diabolical Records. <laughs> That's awesome. And I cannot That's tell cool. you what year that was. <laughs> I can't fucking tell you uh, where. You know, like, I just remember where it was. You, you attributed to the alcohol and in 10 years you're going to be like, yeah, I was sober and I don't fucking remember any of these places. I mean, it's, it's, or, it's, got, like, it's like, it's like I have, I have memories just swimming up there. Yeah. But it's like, you tell me, it's like, what year was it? It's like somewhere between 2002 and 2006. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Those are, um, those are the years that put the wear and tear on you. Yeah. But as long as you make it through the other side, you usually turn out all right. Yep. I actually, um, sh- I should say that, you know, I chose those, those dates arbitrarily. I was not doing shit <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, like, I was still I was like school. 12 and fucking, you know, I just, I just grabbed them out of my head. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's move on from some good news, new music to some, I, I guess it's bad news, but it's kind of a mixed bag. So, so burger record. Burger Records, uh, which I'm oh. sure um, a lot of people have heard of, um, kind of collapsed all of a sudden near, I think it was there near the end of July, um, yeah. uh, amidst allegations of sexual misconduct and illegal activity uh, from a lot of the bands that are associated with it, uh, with the label. Um, so, you know, they obviously ran into a lot of trouble um, publicly. Uh, they tried to, you know, kind of put out uh, a statement that I, I don't think really, um, I don't know, I don't think it really satisfied everybody. Uh, they said that they were going to start changing things. They were going to put a, a new interim president in place, a female um, interim president, I think, you know, to kind of show that they're really working on it. Um, but then, you know, I think it was 24 hours later, um, Jessa Zapor Gray, which is the um, lady that they had tapped for the uh, interim president, uh, she came out with a statement saying that, you know, it's just not for her. It didn't sound yeah. like, wow. you know, she wasn't going to be able to do the things that she wanted. So it sounded like maybe there was a little bit of stubbornness there. I don't know. There was a little... Um, maybe or maybe and, just the allegations were, were yeah, so... Yeah, maybe it was too uh, much. Um, yeah. But either way, they decided just to do away with Burger Records altogether. Yeah. So uh, that I, label is no longer uh, a thing. And I'm sure that there were some bands on that label that, you know, were, were good people and 
we're not, you know, accused of anything. Right. They are now, um, you know, hurting and, and looking for uh, some help there. So I would <clears throat> definitely um, take a look at some of these bands and some of the allegations and see what kind of bands you really want to associate with, because I think that's a big thing these days. There's a lot of people um, in our industry that almost want to disassociate with, with, you know, who they book for a show in their venue Absolutely. or who they sign to a label. And, and you know, they almost kind of like wipe their hands of it and say, well, you know, it's not my responsibility. I'm here to, you know, book shows or, or sell records. Right. Um, so I always caution people in, in a position like this that, you know, do a little bit of research before you sign. You know, just it's easy to do. You can do it on your phone while you're sitting on the shitter. Yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. Instead of scrolling through memes. Do a little research on these bands that you're signing and that you're uh, booking for your venues and be a little bit more cautious. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of cancel culture, which seems to be a big buzzword these days. Um, but, I, I mean, consider the people that you want in your establishment yeah. is all I'm saying. Uh, I know uh, I was raised to believe, um, you know, you, you're birds of a feather you know mind the company that you keep because that's who you're going to be associated with absolutely uh, and there's a lot of people that don't take that into consideration so please do i'm sure there's some bands that you don't want to be associated with um from the old burger records but i'm sure that there are some was it that, was um, it more about help. the bands or was it about the people running the record <clears throat> label or both that's, that's what it sounded like a little bit of both but i think it was primarily the bands Gotcha. I uh, when I when I when my friend showed me that article, I I remember reading it. Um, before I read it, said Burger Records allegations, and I remember thinking like, the fuck calls a record label Burger Records? It's probably some <laughs> fucking dumbass record label. I click on it, and I'm like, oh, oh shit! I oh shit! I know all of these fucking yeah. bands. I listen to all these fucking bands. Yeah, and you know, and uh, it was so fucking horrifying and disappointing. But uh, and uh, and on that scope, like like you were saying, um, I don't really know. But if you have this many people you almost assume that there is some sort of culture that this this label was you know actually yeah. turning a blind eye to and and, um, and again right. i never i never knew this label i knew these bands i never heard of this label in my fucking life until this happened right yes and uh, i was just like who fucking calls their label that it's fucking <laughs> stupid as fuck yeah. thinking it's gonna be some like who cares and then i click on it and it was just like holy shit yeah holy shit all these fucking bands and then the more and more came out, and, th and that, that's what um, I'm again. I'm, I've been, I've like, I was joking. I've been living under a rock for a year, but like, uh, uh, you know, like hearing this, and like, it's like you just gotta kind of, uh, you know, always take everything with a little bit of grain of salt. But also, it's like, you know, I mean, there's no way that, like, you know, to me at least, that a label could know that there was this many bands and they weren't. They weren't aware right. of something like right. that. Almost, almost not. I, I don't know if I want to go as far as complicit, but yeah, I think yeah, that you're, yeah. you know, they're turning a blind eye, and I think yeah. that's where they got into trouble, and they were a little bit guilty. And I, I just like to always give credit where it's due too. So, so you know, the the initial story, I guess if you want to call it that, broke um, because of an Instagram account called Lured by Burger. So wow. um, check them out because you always want to give victims a voice and, a, and an avenue to, you know, tell their story. Absolutely. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be more as people feel a little bit more comfortable yeah. stepping forward now. So um, definitely give them a follow and, and listen to their stories. Always. Uh, always. You can't discount these things. And I think it's especially true in our scene. This isn't the first time. This is, no, you know, no, unfortunately, so, unfortunately not. Like, yeah, no, unfortunately not. not. And it, I mean, at some point, you gotta just say, fuck you guys, stop. Cut you know, it the yeah, like, stop. cut, you know, and it's like, and, and I mean, much like any other, you know, you, you see the Me Too movement and, you know, 
cinema and all these different things. I mean, it's like just cut, cut like it's like let's just cut off that fucking fat, start yeah. it over again, burn yeah. it the fuck down, fucking yeah. f- like fuck them. I mean, they were there are bands that I, I mean I I didn't there's a lot that I didn't know, but there's some that you know. I mean, horrified me. Hor- fucking horrified me. Oh, and you know, like it's like those kind of allegations to somebody. It's like I, man, I, I I love that band. I love that band. And 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 to hear about it, it was just like, it was it was it's it's just it's so fucking disappointing. And but at that point, it's just like also it's like you know what, my, my disappointment does not you know equate what they've done or the people that you know like are actually yeah. victims to this right, so like exactly. you know like you can only imagine so like you know what fuck them yeah and that's what i mean about you know it, okay you know cancel culture is one thing and minding the company you keep and the people you associate with and the people that you book and the people that you sign um that's different that's a, a choice that you make as a as a company right. or a business owner yeah and you need to make better decisions absolutely so uh, that's my rant Fuck it. Let's move on to better news. Um, so, um, strike anywhere. Strike anywhere has released um, uh, their new album, Nightmares of the West. Yeah, it kind of dropped. I was a little bit surprised by it, but the uh, album came out uh, mid-July via Pure Noise. Um, lots of good tracks. Uh, I think Frontier Glitch was was released just before the album actually um, dropped. Do they still say that? Can we say the album dropped? <laughs> yeah. Is that the album industry? uploaded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, before they uploaded the album. Um, but yeah, no, I think I, I love Strike Anywhere. Like you said, Regan, they're fucking great. And I think the atmosphere that we're in now breeds the perfect music it's almost like when things not that anything was ever really great here you know i don't want to like say oh yeah obama was great shit was still happening but i mean i think domestically everything was a little bit calmer um and things were certainly fucking better yeah i think domestically i think we're always going to be an empire abroad that needs to get the fuck out we're going to be oppressors and it happens so but i think domestically we were doing a little bit better than we are now and strike anywhere was a little bit quiet you didn't hear a lot from them and, and i think they did have one album kind of during that time maybe two and I, they were a little bit lower on my scale of strike anywhere albums and man this one just came out banging so <laughs> it's the perfect time for strike anywhere i'm glad that they put out um a little bit uh more not that the other music wasn't full of rage but i think now you can kind of feel it a little more it's more tangible their rage um yeah. and rightly so so uh I went, I it's funny. I, lo- I love that band so much, but uh, I again, I was a, I was a late bloomer. I, I found them. Uh, I, I, what is it? I think it's uh, called, uh, Dead FM is the album. I remember I skipped school okay. and went to like an Fye, and I'm just like, oh no, it looks fucking cool. I'll buy it. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, I'm like, gotta fucking go back and listen to this band. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, I, uh, I, I we saw them with Polar Bear Club and Ruiner. And crime and stereo and like again, yeah. I don't fucking know. I can't tell you. Long like <laughs> ten years ago, so nine years ago, something like that. <laughs> <clears throat> fucking brilliant. Yeah, I'm always glad to see them, and I'm I'm glad that um, they're a little more uh, inspired this time. I guess I don't know. Fuck. What do I know? <laughs> um, next up, uh, so a bunch of musicians released a cover of Black Flags Rise Above. Um, it was uh, Tim McElrath. I always fuck up his name of Rise Against, um, Lou Kohler of Sick, Sick of It All, Mike Herrera, 
of MXPS. MXPS, yeah. Yep, Darren Pfeiffer of Goldfinger. Um, Moby was in there. Uh, Valerie Knox of Anti-Queens. Uh, who else do we got here? Mike Krusty of Krusty Media. Mike Howden of Fairmounts. Uh, so I don't know if you guys checked out the video or not, but it's pretty cool. They it did, uh, yes. Everybody kind of uh, logged in remotely, kind of like we're doing here, and had their instruments, and everybody kind of contributed. And it sounded pretty fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> I would love to check that out. Yeah, it's fucking great. Like if people are trying to find a way to keep yourselves entertained, keep you know keep the fans entertained, uh, even if it's you know it's like it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's fun. You know, it's a ton of fun, and of course, you know everybody knows Rise Above and can scream along with it. So. Even even somebody um, like Moby. Even somebody, <laughs> even like, somebody like me, like I do know, like uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit to you guys, like I, was, I, I never got really into Black Flag, but uh, do know that one, and I do know exactly. Nervous Breakdown. <laughs> so anybody can sing it. Uh, highly recommend checking it out. It's a really fun video, and it's just something to kill a little bit of time in these dreary days. I don't even know if it's really news, but it was a fun little story. So. Um, something that was definitely news, uh, Michael Graves, uh, I guess, of Misfits and others, um, it says he's a proud Western chauvinist. So that's <laughs> My some breaking partner news. just told me about this. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's like, cause I was, I was like, I was just sitting there and she was just like, yeah, did he hear about this? I'm like, oh, he says shit all the fucking time. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And then she told me what he just fucking said. Like, <laughs> Fucking, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? And, and at least he came right out and said it. So yeah, it's I like, but get him out in the open. Get him out in the fucking that. open. Fucking, let's fucking, let's be done with this shit. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's uh, gone a little bit down the InfoWars rabbit hole uh, with Alex Jones, and he's come out the other end. Um, As a proud not, boy. Not, yeah, yeah, not looking so good. So, um, of course, all of his Instagram and everything has now been shut down. Um, which, again, I mean, <laughs> I, whatever. If you're going to shut him down, I'd, I'd make him. I'm a firm believer in just letting him rant and run his mouth and look like an asshole. Yeah. But, but terms and conditions, buddy. He <laughs> should, should have read the terms and conditions. Yeah. But <laughs> again, and that's the thing. This is an Instagram rule. Exactly. You know, they took it down, and that's their rule. So, you know, I've been banned on Facebook sometimes yeah. for. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a things, conversation so. with this on my other podcast with my buddy, and he was saying, like, dude, when you, when you ban people for this shit, you're just adding fuel to their fire. Like, it's not helping any by yeah. banning somebody Anger. like him or taking down these videos for fake news. Like, let him stay up and look like fucking idiots. I mean, and honestly, like, would you expect anything intelligent to come out of anybody's mouth who's ever been in the Misfits except for maybe <laughs> Doyle Von Frankenstein? Uh, yeah. Like, he's the only one I might expect something intellectual to come out of. Everybody else, I'm like, meh, I'm not surprised. Like, the, only, the, only, the only thing I have in common with any of those guys is that I actually really enjoy New Jersey. That's a, that's a, that's a fine place. To I, uh, can't say I like it too much. I spent some time there. My, uh, my ex-wife, uh, she, she's from Passaic, New Jersey. And uh, I, I tell people all the time, they're like, doesn't that place suck? I'm like, I fucking love New Jersey. Yeah. I fucking, fuck it. I fucking love it. What about it did you enjoy just that it wasn't uh, Utah? or? Honestly, no. I, I, uh, I started going there my early, early 20s um, at Passaic is right outside of Hoboken which is uh -huh. like uh, right under you know you go under the Lincoln Tunnel and you're yep. in New York and uh, just had some fond fucking memories like okay. uh, I, I loved staying there I loved uh, you know the area the way that, that she lived in and uh, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed uh, I actually have a story 
one time I lost my, I had a plane to catch the next day and we were in a park in Clifton and I left, I took off my leather jacket and I was drunk off four loco and uh, <laughs> lost all my goddamn shit. And uh, my roommate, cause I got fucking lost in Clifton, New Jersey. Uh, my roommate in Utah, their name is Chandra, had to file a missing persons report for me. And uh, all of a sudden I see the cops with their spotlights in the middle of the night. I about to run, they're like, wait, Regan Ashton? I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, is this like, a we're Truman not here show? to arrest you. We're here to help you. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they helped me. They were like cruising through this park and they found my jacket. And then one of the cops after like, they find it, he's like, we're not going to arrest you. We're not going to press charges. But um, stay the fuck out of Clifton. I'm like, you got it. <laughs> Done. Uh, that's funny. hilarious. Um, yeah. So uh, Michael Graves is a proud boy. So mm. that's all, I guess, the takeaway from that. By the way, did you guys see the story of the Proud Boy founder, Gavin McGinnis, um, on his radio show, put a put a dildo in his ass, put a butt plug in his ass to prove that he likes gay people? Ah, uh, that's what? interesting. Like, first of all, like it's like it's like I like do your thing, but like how is that proving fucking anything? <laughs> <laughs> like do whatever you fucking want. It's like, like I'm not also, gay. Like, I'll take a shot in the mouth. It. Yeah, it's like um, are you kidding me? Are you kidding yeah. me? You're missing this point entirely, man. <laughs> it's not, uh, well I don't, said. I don't understand it myself. I just thought I would throw that in because that was a news story. I, I think I, I saw wonder, it today. I uh, wonder so. if Bobby Pickles did that too because I know Bobby Pickles was uh, licking that cool. guy's well, boot for a minute there. Woof. I, I, I'm vaguely aware of this, man. Yeah. Well, you got to own the libs, man. The only way you can do it is to put a dildo burn, up burn, your ass. Burn the world down. Let's own the libs. Like, it's like, I hope you're happy where we're at. It's like, own the libs. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, on to better news. And this isn't <laughs> even God. news either. I threw in stuff that isn't news to break up the, all the depressing news. Thank God, because uh, yeah. we, got, we got off... My fucking just, Bob and I fucking just went off on a rant that just I'm brought this shit you. down for an hour. Yeah, I'm but like... Things up. It's nice to know where down. your music comes from. You know? <laughs> um, so, uh, our good friend, Mr. Jay Stone, has been doing his uh, both laugh series over on Instagram, and I guess YouTube now. I didn't know uh, Dying Scene had a YouTube page. We might have to see if he'll let us put our uh, podcast up on there. Um, but he, uh, just this last week, uh, I think a couple days ago, had an, a, scored an awesome interview with Mr. Jay Bentley from Bad Religion. They were talking about Bad Religion's new book, which is on my... It's on my to read book, Regan. You need to add it if you're on. I, I actually my um my um uh, I uh, my my partner now um um but she's she's just finished it and uh, says it was great. What? She already finished it. I I didn't even know it was out yet. <laughs> it's not. Oh, my oh God. it's not. You know what? Maybe we should take this part out because I also haven't told anybody who had all this. Thing. I'm like, that's why I'm just like, wait a second. We won't we won't talk about it. I think we can mention <laughs> that it's been read. I, I'm sure Jay read it before his interview, so I'm sure they do send it out to a few. Yeah, people. that's true. Yeah. Um, but I so, will I will um, mark the 87 minute mark if uh, you decide yeah, at the I, end. I actually Jeez. have not told anybody who like it's like I'm with and as soon as I started opening my mouth, I'm like, shut. The fuck up! <laughs> like I'm not going to out our relationship on fucking in a podcast when we haven't even told anybody or anything. Uh, not that it's like a big deal, like, but maybe, maybe you know, maybe, maybe just like, shut my mouth yeah. now, kind of thing. It's always the best idea. Just yeah. keep it. If you're unsure, zip your lip. <laughs> um, <laughs> said it was great so, though. She said it was great. 
I'm, I'm sure. And one day we're all going to know. It's, it's going to be out there. Everybody's going to know. It's not gonna be a it's, he's dating the girl who did the interview seven years ago for punk rock bowling, and I'm talking shit about her. Oh my god! Fucking five years uh, later. Like, anyways, <laughs> so you know the girl from uh, Punk Across the World or whatever it was. It's like that's what I was just like. You, I was laughing, but you saw fucking hate in my eyes. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, so definitely go over and check out Instagram, check out Dying Scene on YouTube, and Jay's doing a really good job. Last one with Jay Bentley was incredible. I think he's also doing... He, he did uh, He did one with Hot Water Music, right? With, um, yeah. Yeah, that was on Bad Copy. That was on... Um, yeah, he did an yeah. interview with Hot Water Music, and Chris since Cresswell. Dying Scene's down, he went ahead and just told Bad Copy to post it. Um, but yeah, he did. He's done a, quite a few, and there's another cool one coming up. I can't remember. Yeah, who I'm. Right I'm just so fucking jealous of Jay, like, of everybody who he gets uh, on there, and then he doesn't do it with us. I'm like, I'm like, dude, <laughs> we've got the podcast. Put it like, put it on the podcast with us. And he's like, but I mean, take a step back. Look at this high level. You're standing. Oh, on I a know. Cliff. No, You're I know. I'm saying I'm jealous. You and me. I'm saying Would I'm you jealous. Really want to work with us? <laughs> yes. Like, no. I'm he's jealous. A smart man. Uh, and and he's just got so many connections, and he's got yeah. such a great relationship, and such an easygoing pe- uh, person. Like, I also think I'm like, well, you know, in ten or fifteen years, like after we've been doing this podcast and stuff for a while, I'm sure we'll know a few people. We'll be like, oh, let's get Regan on from Problem Daughter. We've known him for 15 years now and by that <laughs> yeah. point can i also just say uh i i know we're like past sort of the interview part or whatever we're doing but like do you ever feel like if this was the mid 90s that problem daughter would be fucking huge like i honestly um, i've never really thought about it until the actually we we were a band for so long um before we toured it wasn't the only reason why we even started doing anything we would have been a local band forever it was actually we came out with fits and Nick Woods of Direct Hit said, hey, if you guys can make it to the East Coast and bring your own van, you can hop on the tour package with us and pew, pew, pew. And we're like, buying a van? Yeah. Yes, I guess we're touring now. <laughs> and that was like, yeah, it's like, that's how it started. Like, yeah. it's like we we were just, uh, you know, and still am. I'm just I'm just uh, very uh, fortunate to play, very, very happy to play. I'm going to write songs that people actually enjoy. Um, you, you guys be, are awesome, and if this was 20 or 30 years ago, you guys would be fucking huge already. The band, uh, the, the music <laughs> is just so saturated. But but it's honest, like, like, I mean, it's a challenge because it's 2020, you know, and there's so much music that's already out there. It's like, uh, you, I don't know what you feel like the obstacles are to your band or if you guys just need to get better, but it's not that. It's not that you need to get better at all. It's like you guys are catchy as fuck. Um, you guys are extremely you so talented. Much. I hope. We, I I don't know what Wiretap has done for you guys thus far. Um, we know Rob. Um, I've done an interview with Rob. I fucking love that guy. That's great. Um, I love I love Rob. Rob Rob's okay. Rob's a great a great person. Uh, we loved putting on that last record. Uh, through Wiretap, um, loved working with Rob. I know um, he does like a bunch of shows and stuff. Does he help get tours together for you guys, or like what? What is it that he's helped um, with? He he does a he does a lot. Mostly you you kind of book your own shit. Uh-huh. Um, but he also like um he he really pushes for his bands to get on fest. He pushes for his bands to you know he he does everything he can. He he helps you with making records. He yeah. helps you with you know put pressing them. He helps you with so many things. He has a great uh, relationship with um, Mike from Earshot Media, who um, mm-hmm. helps with PR and shit. Uh-huh. 
and uh, so he does a lot um, for the touring and stuff. That's kind of you know it's 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 on the bands, which is totally understandable. You know you got to do the legwork. Sure. To, you know you got to do a lot. Yeah. Um, but um, he does a lot, and I've always appreciated all of his hard work and all of his help. So. Yeah. Well, at least you're not on Burger Records, and you're with somebody like oh, Rob, fuck. who like. Is a sweet Don't worry about wiretap bands. Not at I can all. guarantee. I mean, <laughs> he's just got such a good like work ethic, and he's so hardworking. Like that's awesome yeah. that you guys that you guys are on there. But anyways, the the point of all of this was is check out Jay's interview. I'm a little jealous of him, but in 15 years, <laughs> Regan, uh, when you guys are huge, we're bringing you back, uh, and <laughs> you owe us favors already. No, I'm just kidding. No, dying scene. I own I own dying scene every again. They were the only person who took a chance. We we sent that everywhere and people were like I'm not gonna touch this with a 10 foot fucking pole and then Dave Buck was just like yeah dude I'll put it out I'm just like fuck yeah thanks Dave Yeah, which got it out and that's how fucking Nick Woods he's just like we played with you guys in like 2013 on the Red Scare tour with Mixtapes and uh, Elway Yeah, and uh, he's like I remember you guys also I heard your shit through Dying Scene I'm just like again that's it's all started with fucking Dave Buck just being like nobody will touch you that's fine. I'll do it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's awesome. That's, it, what all, that's the that's where all the click money goes. We usually just use that for site upkeep and putting out a record every couple of years. I, I, I've appreciated that help. So uh, if anything, I, I owe Dying Scene a fucking <laughs> more favors than once. Remember so. that in fifteen years. <laughs> if I'm still doing this, if I'm still right. doing this. <laughs> uh, okay, earlier we said Strike Anywhere. It's the perfect time for them to release an album. Well, I might be able to one-up that. Jello Biafra and the Guantanamo School of Medicine. Pilgrim just to Salem Mass. released a music video for their song The Last Big Gulp which is from their upcoming album Tea Party Revenge Porn which is due out later this fall of course via Alternative Tentacles so I don't know about you guys but um, I grew up uh, listening to Dead Kennedys and John Biafra so um, I've just been waiting for the perfect time for him to resurface and I guess he's from I guess he lives in Boulder he spends a lot of time here in Denver at one of the little dive bars yeah, every um, I think it might be every New Year's he puts on like a, a disco New Year's party where he's like spinning records and playing weird music and doing weird shit. Um, I usually have shows to shoot, so I still haven't made it, but uh, I want to make it one year. Uh, but yeah, I think probably more so than Strike Anywhere, it's it's a better time for Jello Biafra. Bob, yeah, I, I, I see you nodding your head. I definitely uh, agree. Did you watch the the video or just listen to the song? Yeah, no, I watched it. <laughs> Dude, my favorite part is where uh, where Kim Jong Un and Trump are jerking each other's rockets off. They've got like nuclear or nuclear missiles for dicks, and they're just jerking each other off. That sounds uh, like a Jello Biafra thing. Yeah, yeah it, it was actually Jello a Biafra-ish. fantastic video. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed like. Just how heavily influenced by DKs. I, uh, we we have a we have a thing here in Salt Lake City called Punk Rock Halloween. Uh-huh. Mostly every year, it won't happen this year. Um, we did the Germs one year. I have I have uh, scars on my chest from fucking being a fucking ripping it open from being a um, Darby Crash. Uh, but we also it's all on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. We also did a Dead Kennedys cover set and we went all out with our fucking shirts with the black ties and the fucking you yeah. know the money sign and shit. And uh, yeah, it's all that was man. That was fucking. That was again like 2013, 14. Yeah. But a huge influence of like making it music that's like I can do whatever the fuck I want. Fuck it. 
Wait, so do all the bands who play that show, like, choose a band to cover? Yep. Well, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to go out to uh, uh, you guys for Halloween one year because that sounds like yeah, a fucking we did, we blast. Did, last year we did uh, we did the same set that we played at Fest. We did Rancid. Okay. And, uh, everybody <laughs> just dresses up, plays the part. Um, yeah. Just you know, That's just cosplaying. Incredible. That uh, sounds like a. How long do your sets end up being? Just a half hour or what? Um, it's. I mean. Uh, I would say maybe 45 minutes. Sometimes they drag into okay. an hour. There was, a, there was these uh, where we played the Germs one. We played the Dead Kennedys. We played the Damned. Um, well, I can't remember what we played after that. Uh, maybe. But, uh, you know, and then we played Rancid. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just really depends. Uh, a lot of people just kind of maybe they'll play four songs. Maybe they'll go all out and play, you know, like a fucking whole album or something, <laughs> yeah. you know. So do you, it goes uh, out into the night. So Do you have fun doing that? Like, or is it, it more I like... Okay, yeah, because I love dressing up. I love pretending. I fucking, I'll, I'll fucking do the Tim Armstrong accent. I'll fucking cut my <laughs> shit up like Darby Crash. I'll sit Let's there and be it. like, Let's hear now it. it is 1984. <laughs> 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 fucking jello, you know. Uh, fucking shit like that. I, I love it. I love it to death. So um, yeah. uh, it's it's something that I, my band is like, yeah, it's kind of fun. I'm like, I love dressing up and just pretending. See, I, take, take me out of this life. Well, and I'm at the point. I'm bit. at the point right now where all I want to do is cover bands. I'm like, I'm done fucking. I'm 35. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a shit about writing music anymore. If I'm going to write music, I've got my own songs I want to write and I'll just write them at home and fucking... Right. Play him myself and record him for myself and listen to him myself and jerk off by myself. And <laughs> if I'm going to play music for other people, I'm like, I, I don't want to write and perform for other people anymore. I'll do it. And especially with other bands, it's it's still fun, but it's like so much work that goes into it. And I'm right. like, I, I just want to start a DK cover band or something or just fucking oh, cover fuck. a bunch of 80s punk or 90s punk. I don't even I give a shit. It. I just want to go play it and have people show up to the show and sing the songs. Sing the songs. And like have it be a fun vibe because there are times too like part of it's like okay I'm 35 we play a show and 10 people show up and nobody gives a shit about what we're playing and nobody's into it and yeah. I, there are times where everyone's into it it's fun but it's like I like going to shows because I like knowing the songs and listening to them and I'll go to local shows and support my friends and stuff and that's fun too but like that's what I have fun doing and if that's what I have fun doing and that's what I want to see like that's probably what other people want to see too so I'm like I just even if you see a new band even if you see a new band you, it's like this is pretty cool and then they play a cover that you know I'm like I'm going fucking I know, crazy right? Yeah. right? And, yeah. and so it's like you gotta like I don't know. I feel like nowadays, even then, how many times did you go to a show and hear a band you've never heard before and be like, they're the best. I'm super into this. It's like almost never. It's happened to me <laughs> once. And the only, do you know Foxy Shazam? Have you ever heard of them? Yeah, my, my guitarist was really uh, Foxy Shazam. How do I fuck it? I think, yeah, Shane loves that band, and I can't remember what they play. I, I mean, you probably wouldn't know them. They never got that big, but um, they were on tour with The Fall of Troy uh, years and years ago, um, back in like 2008 or nine. and I saw them, and this band opened for them, and the only reason I remember them is because their keyboardist had this long beard, and he shaved it down the middle so it was split in two and like pulled to the side, <laughs> and he would play the piano and just put his foot up on the piano while he's playing and just fucking smash it and then their singer 
uh, asked for a bunch of cigarettes mid mid show. Oh yeah, he puts like a shit ton in his mouth, and then right? he turns around and yeah. eats them all while they're yeah. lit and swallows them. Yeah, and then I he, do know that. I do yes. know that. And then he made the keyboard player get down on all fours, and he acapella sang the Fresh Prince of Bel Air while pretending to play keyboards on his keyboardist back, who was like howling on all fours. So because they it's were like so fucking piece. insane, yeah, that's the only reason I I remembered them, and the only reason I'm like, dude, they were awesome is because of how fucking crazy they were. Yeah, live. you go to a show, you want to see a show. Oh yeah. yeah. So that is probably yeah. one of the only bands that I've seen live that I didn't know that I was just like, I, I am going to go buy their record, and I did. Uh, other than that, That's it's rad. so seldom. Like, I, I find them on Spotify, you know, and I go, and then and then I know, and then I go see them because of that. So, yeah. anyway, sorry. I, I rant, think you but. should start um, a cover band, an Aquabats cover band, and call, <laughs> call yourselves the, the Aqua Hacks. The Aqua <laughs> Hacks, very nice. I like that. I'm on it. We'll have to give um, you credit. All right, listen, so uh, since we've been talking about playing uh, your own music and how sick you are of it, Bob, I know Regan's <laughs> not, so why don't, uh, this is another one. We're going we're gonna to play something from Problem Donner. Uh, Regan, intro this one. I, if it splinters, um, that's oh, yeah. actually, it's actually about when I was in Edgewater, New Jersey, and um, I was... Uh, I was going through a time, I had been like 23, um, I was with, uh, we weren't married at the time, but we, I was out there because I was staying with her, um, and uh, it was just was really into a point where it's like, you know, uh, it wasn't vibing, it was kind of a weird time in our band, um, it's before we wrote Fits and we came back together, you know, but uh, there was a time that I was just, you know, I, I didn't know if it was worth it, and then realizing that, you know, I all I want to do is play music with my friends and yeah. I don't want to do this alone. It's, it's more important to me. The music itself is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to write and everything, but I realized how much important it was to fix my relationship with my band. Instead of breaking up, we came together and wrote this record. And, you know, this whole song is about sitting at Edgewater and thinking, you know, I think I might be done, you know. And it uh, turns out that the chorus says, it's so hard to sing without you, you know? And it's so hard to sing and never doubt, you know? And it's embarrassing to think that I can be something because a beautiful, thick mind is my escape. And uh, that kind of that kind of feeling of it's like, I, I I feel like I can actually fix this instead of fucking just bailing, yeah. jumping out that window and fucking yeah. just getting out of here. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did the work because <laughs> the rest of the album was pretty fucking incredible. Uh, it was one of my favorite Dying Scene Records albums oh, that, that we've put out. So this is uh, from the album Fits of Disorganized Boredom. The name of the song is Splinters. This is Utah's finest punk rock, Problem Daughter.
name of the song was Splinters. Name of the band, Problem Daughter. Salt Lake City, Utah. I guess there's um, not a lot going on there these days. Huh? Lots of COVID <laughs> out there, but other yeah. than that, not much. Yeah, I've had uh, conversations with people. I don't know. I'm Obviously, I'm not religious. Um, I'm a little left-leaning, if you can't tell. Um, <laughs> and I always say, you know, I don't think I can live in a town like Salt Lake City where it's just run, you know, all the rules are based around a, 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 some weird Bible. Just, just and, this year, just this year, we got regular percentage alcohol. <laughs> yeah, just well, this fucking they, that's that's special. That's yeah, awful. yeah. Like it's uh, like it's like it's like they like it's like I'm an adult, but it's like I'm still being treated like a fucking child. Hey, you know? good, time, good time to start being sober, I guess. Can I? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. It's like now I can now I can get real beers. It's like, well, yeah. I gotta nope. stop doing this. <laughs> can I say that um, Uinta is one of my favorite uh, breweries and. Uh, the beer they make, I think, is so good because they have to focus, like, they can't hide it behind the alcohol. So I Absolutely. think they had to get really good at, at having a low alcohol flavor and making a good tasting beer. Uh, so we, we, uh, you can get, you can get normal before, before you can now get them at gas stations. I should say that you could always get normal beer at a liquor store, uh-huh. but we couldn't get them at gas stations. But, uh, we have award-winning fucking, uh, vodka. We have, poly- uh, the fucking, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Five Wives Vodka. We have, um, uh, Wasatch. Five have, Wives? Uh, Why did yeah, they name it? Five uh, Wives. Yeah, like it's, yeah. We have, yeah. uh, so, uh, that's fucking award-winning. We have Uinta. We have Wa- Wasatch. We have, um... We have squatters. We have like so many different like you know like like beers that are like you know yeah in uh, alcohol. We have a uh, High West in Park City, um, and I think it's because most like uh, like I was talking about you know it, it, like some writers you 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 read Murakami, you read Nabokov. It's like these aren't even people who their first language was English, but it's like how are they so fucking good at this? How are they so much? It's like it's like that limitation that they had. It's like I got to do good. Yeah, I yeah. gotta do it. Yeah. And it's like so they were limited with what they could do and. They just fucking nailed it. Yeah. yeah. And they overcompensate and then yeah. it ends up being like fucking amazing. That's and then you feel you end up feeling like a real schmuck. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, Fuck, man. It's like, oh I don't shit. Know. But that's something yeah. that I like about Salt Lake is all that juxtaposition I feel like creates such interesting culture. You know, when I flew in there and it was the first time I had went, I think we landed at one in the morning and I saw like, I don't know, four Mohawks at one o'clock in the morning at the airport and everyone with dyed hair and like so there's this big counterculture there because of the yeah. church. And like, I mean, everywhere we went, man, the, the shows were, like I said, we saw racist Kramer on, on Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve Eve. And like some of the opening acts fucking sucked so bad. And there was 300 people moshing to them. And I was just like, this is awesome. Like, I, I love like fun. the energy. Nobody cares how bad the music is. Not even me. Like, it, it's just this is like, you know, people want to get out and have fun. Also, fucking went to a fantastic whiskey bar somewhere downtown that was really nice in Salt Lake. Like, I don't know. I, what it looked like. There is what was that? What it looked like? I am really nice. I don't know. It was the only whiskey <laughs> bar I've ever been to, and I walked in. And it was just fucking extravagant with super expensive whiskeys everywhere, and it was it was a blast. But I don't know. I think Salt Lake's cool. I I don't live there, so like as an outsider, I enjoy all that's going on, you know. And it, I obviously like has contributed to your guys's writing. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, I don't know. I like all there that. Is, there is that good. There is that good that you know, like you know, like it, it, it's 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 there's so much bad that like when you do find this good it's just like yeah. the, it's like a like diamond in the rough kind yeah, of thing absolutely. you know like it's right. like you know you you find you find little things it's like oh, i heard this place is shit i'm like well i shouldn't say it's all shit like you know through shit you know you know 
uh, it's a great fertilizer. Things grow, you know. <laughs> well, and that's and that's what I was gonna say. I, and and when I always say, yeah, I don't know if I could live in a place like that. And it might be Bob that I've had this conversation with. He, you know, the rebuttal is, um, well, you know, like that almost like distills the punk scene into like this solid lump that's just punching everything yeah. because it's a little <laughs> yeah, bit more powerful because yeah. it's so clinched so tight and like the community just kind of bands together a little bit more Absolutely. Um, and that's, I was like, well, you know, that, that might be, you know, kind of a draw, but I still couldn't live. <laughs> I still I, couldn't honestly, do. honestly, I, I don't see myself living here. Um, even if I have bands here or anything, yeah. I mean, uh, I know, you know, Dead Bars, one of their guys are from Detroit and the rest of the band's from, what, Seattle? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, There's um, a band I just saw here um, that actually, well, so I shot a show. We, we're pretty responsible here. We get to have some shows. Um, everybody was responsible and socially good. distant. Um, it's in a really big venue with a really big dance floor. And because I was taking pictures, I, I had the whole dance floor to myself. <laughs> it was excellent. Um, but there, uh, it's called SAC. And it's made up of members of uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket and Bricheros, which both bands have band members in different places. Like Bricheros yeah. has band members here and in LA. Teenage Bottle Rocket has Wyoming members in Wyoming. Yeah. I think there might be one in Denver. I don't think Miggy Chen lives in Wyoming anymore. So, you know, it's not, these days it's a little bit easier. I don't think yeah, you we, have to be cemented to one place. Tyler and I, Tyler and I, with the thing that we're doing new, um, because of COVID, we haven't even practiced. We just sent demos to each other and then hit the studio and, uh, we haven't practiced once together, but we were able to write a whole record <laughs> yeah. together. So. Uh, nice. <laughs> well, speaking of demos, uh, our next band, this was probably my most exciting find of this episode and one of my favorite songs um, that I discovered. Uh, the <laughs> It's hardcore. Again, we, I'm feeling a little hardcore. angry this episode, so we're going to throw in some more hardcore. Uh, this is hardcore from Tokyo, which makes it that much better. Uh, and this is their demo. I don't even know what the name of the album. I don't know if it's called 2020 demo or if it's a self-titled demo because the the cover was just crazy it was very busy with lots of japanese uh, hell yeah which i don't read but it's fucking amazing uh the name of the band is karate kids so good luck googling and finding anything <laughs> about them and the name of the song is follow me let's play this shit Yeah, I'm a warrior, 
from the 2020 demo, which I guess is the name of it, I think. If I had to guess, I would say the name of the demo was 2020 demo. The name of the band is Karate Kid. Name of the track was Follow Me. Uh, it was kind of long for a demo. You know, most of the time you have, I don't know, three songs. And I think this one was like eight, nine tracks, I think. Whoa. So a very impressive demo. All of the songs were just as fucking fantastic as that one. Um, I know nothing about them because they're brand new. And uh, anything I could find was written in Japanese. And their name is Karate Kid, so <laughs> find. Google's find. pretty much useless. <laughs> but um, I did a little bit of research for you. If you guys can find more information, definitely send us some of that information so that I could be in the know because I want to know more about these guys. I hope uh, I hope they come out with like a, a more polished studio album um, because it sounds like they have plenty of. Of, of content yeah. if they're coming out with nine tracks on the demo yeah. so uh, always uh, always excellent to see hardcore thriving uh, in other countries and Tokyo has a really cool uh, punk scene I wish I could go there one time and shoot a show in Japan like a punk Wouldn't rock that show be in incredible. Japan uh, yeah, one of these days when Americans are allowed to enter. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck. We <laughs> um, reap what we sow, all right? Yeah, I know. It's our fault. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Whatever. Um... All right, let's keep things moving along. This next one, I threw in a little bit of old school here. It's uh, This old school resurgence that's coming out uh, is fucking fantastic. It takes me back to my roots. And this next band is from New Haven, Connecticut, and they sound like they could be from the South Bay down there in L.A. Uh, this one's The Rats. The name of the song is These Streets. These streets don't feel like love. I just want to go home. And I'm hungry on talking to was these streets from the rats with a z rats <laughs> nice old school band Sultan. there uh four piece out of new haven connecticut and it sounds like they could be hanging out with bob down there at alex's bar in long beach <clears throat> so yeah really excited for some of these old school sounding bands uh name of that album uh it was from 2019 it was ep after the blackout if you want to check out the rest of that it uh, seems like there's a little bit uh, more of these guys popping up lately. Um, and The Rats is one of the better ones, in my honest opinion, which really doesn't count for anything. It counts. We went over this earlier. Your opinion Come is on, good. Yeah. You've curated <laughs> some on. great playlists. Come on, Come on guy. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess um, on my gravestone it could say, you picked good, you picked good punk rock songs, <laughs> guy. Curated <laughs> some great playlists. <laughs> um, okay, rounding out this final block of music uh, from one of my 
you, so earlier we talked about sh- a shitty band label, uh, Burger Records. Let's talk about good record labels. And, and we did that a little bit with Wiretap. We're going to do that a little bit here with Bipolar Records as Bipolar uh, uh, Records. Fucking uh, Damon. Damon. I Damon. Love Damon. Yeah, Damon's <laughs> a great guy down there in uh, Seattle. Um, I don't know if uh, you're familiar with the label at all, but they have a ton of great bands. Can you not, um, uh, they had the drowns for a second, but Kid You Not, I think, is like. Uh, yeah. They're bread and butter right now. Kid You Not is uh, definitely up there. Uh, one of the, and the band that we're going to play uh, is one of their signees uh, from Seattle, Washington. This is Burn, Burn, Burn. Oh, you shit, have to say Drew. it like that. You got to say that because it's got the exclamation point, right? <laughs> Um, and obviously, Regan knows them pretty well. Yeah, we, we've uh, done some things with, with, with the Burn Boys. The Burn Boys. <laughs> um, yeah, this, uh, this song's from their final LP. I don't know if you heard or not, but on their Facebook page, they said that they were, uh, they were hanging it up. They were yeah. kind of done with, with this project, but they are going to be um, obviously still in the music scene doing other things. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of this is COVID-related, but uh, they did make the announcement before, so I don't think that COVID helped with that decision at all. Drew, Drew um, runs Tiny Dragon, um, the label Tiny Dragon. I believe that uh, one of the guys, the bass players in FCON play, and the, uh, the guitarist and also the other guitarist I think is now playing for Bobby Zor. That's all I wanted to say. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure you could... Um, probably tell us all the bands that they're in um these guys and and they do play in a few and i was gonna bring up their facebook post because i wanted to mention it um they did say uh let me see the bands here they wanted to say drew plays in street jail adam plays in bobby's or brett and dylan play in fcon and bill plays in mabel's marbles oh that's great there you go so a little bit of (laughs) pre-research there did us good um but yeah, so definitely check out those guys if you're uh, there in the Seattle area. They're still going to be busy, even though they're not going to be playing with Burn, Burn, Burn. <laughs> so we're going to celebrate uh, their existence because they were an awesome band, and I'm still going to be listening to them, even if they're not going to be putting out new music. From the final LP, Chosen Family, from our friend Damon over there at Bipolar Records, this is Fugue State.
That was our final block of music. We covered the news. We've had all of our um, uh, fans sending in music, boss man sending in music. We've covered just about the full gamut. I don't know what else we could talk about other than what we're going to do next episode, Bob. You've been pretty good tracking down some bands and some uh, some good co-hosts like Regan here. What, oh. what do you got planned uh, next? What's next, Bob? <laughs> well, thank, <laughs> thank you for following through because, uh, you know, if it wasn't for you, then... AP would just be hounding me right now about what a piece of uh, shit I, I am told for you, not... Dude, no, look, so people like bands like you more than they like me because I think it. I think they bands have a, a, a built-in hatred for me because <laughs> they know I'm always the one that's flashing lights in their face when, they, uh, when they're on stage. Yeah. So I think that that kind of rolls over and they're like, fuck that dude, man. No, he's already nah, man. always in our face. That, so. that, that, that brings me back to life. I'm sitting there just like... Oh, I fucking, you know, it's like I'm about to fucking pass out on stage. That, that flash is what, it's like a fucking defibrillator. Well, good. Uh, hopefully everybody else feels like you, but I don't get very good response when I reach out to people recording. And Bob seems to be batting a thousand, so I kind of let him take over those duties. So I don't, I haven't been giving him as much of a hard time about his contributions because he has been pulling in heavyweights like Regan. Oh, <laughs> fucking come on. <laughs> so uh, what do you got for us now? Next, Bob. I don't know, man. Um, I'm going to try to uh, hit up the burnt tapes. Um, some more wiretap bands. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Just because another band that I really dug last year, um, you know, that's, that's up and coming. I know they're um, across the pond here. Uh, and so the time difference would probably be that um, when it's morning for us, it's evening for them. Um, you know, I think right now it's probably like three in the morning for them. So we couldn't do an evening on our end. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe we can do a weekend one if they're down to yeah. do it and uh, get up um, early and have some coffee with the guys. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> if, if not, I don't early know. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> If we have the technology. <laughs> we do, and uh, that makes it really nice. So if not, I don't know. I'm just going to have to start going through and uh, seeing you know, who I have the balls to hit up and who I don't. I don't know. I always feel weird hitting people up like... Because I don't know. I was know. flattered. I was fucking flattered. <laughs> I was really like, no fucking way. All right. Hell yeah. Well, hey, yeah. man. It's I'm, something to do for sure. You know, I'm glad you were flattered and it excited me that, that you wanted to do it. Um, you know, and I want to interview bands that I know about and that I listen to, not bands that are like just random. You know, sometimes it's like we get bands and they're like, hey, do you want to do an interview? And I'm like, all right, well, I don't have one, but I don't really listen to this band. So it's nice, like. Now we've kind of got the choice um, and we've got the time to, to hit people up. So it's nice that you wanted to do it, too, because, uh, you know, I, again, it's not like, oh, let's just hit up this random person and then, like, we'll listen to their music and get into them. It's AP mentioned you three years ago and then oh, I man. started getting into you. And now, you know, a few of my friends listen to you as well. And we actually like your band. So it's fun to listen yeah. to you uh, because we actually do listen to you and are not just, you know, trying to, to be nice or not just like. <laughs> So we got this interview lined up, and I checked you out three days ago, and it's the first I've ever listened to you. Tell me about your, like, you know, uh, I, I don't really know. appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I had a rule. I had a blast, y'all. I had a blast. <clears throat> and yeah. we hope we're, we're we hope we're a better interviewer than your wife. 
three years ago. Ex-wife. We should say ex. ex <laughs> no, I, I think friends, he's referring to... Thank God to... she does not like my band. <laughs> All right. Let's put a bow on this motherfucker. Hey, uh, closing things out. Uh, coming all the way in from Sweden, we're going to close out with some melodic hardcore. A little bit easier on the ears, but still some aggressive edges here because we've had an aggressive show with some bad, terrible news. <laughs> so we're going to keep that little ride going. Uh, this one's from their newest five-track EP, No Sleep Till A-Rod, A-Rod, A-R-O-D. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's someplace in Sweden. A-R-O-D. I looked it up. It looks to be a beach. Don't quote me on that. Uh, these guys have been around 10 years now. Ha- I've never heard of them. I don't know if you guys have, but I thought they were uh-huh. fucking fantastic, so we're going to play them. This is Tear Them Down with Redeem. Until next time, comrades, stay safe. Adios.